What's up? This is your host, Alicia. <laughs> and, and Draco, hi. What's up, Draco? <laughs> well, now I got to tell y'all why we laugh. Because, you know, if I edit the first part out, then they're going to hear us laughing. And they're going to okay. what's going on. So we trying to, like, be more perfect. We trying to fix how we introduce ourselves. Okay. But we, All right. <laughs> we had that problem before. Yeah, we did. That's why I said just keep it how it was. But All right. I'm so, anyway, here. hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of OD Podcast. Um, today, Draco and I are get uh, joined by a special guest. Yes. Um, his name is Brian Patrick Davis, exclamation point, <laughs> the black socialite. Yes. Gosh. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you guys? I'm good. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I'm amazing. I feel well rested. I took a, a pretty good nap today so I can have this Lucky moment you. with you. Lucky you. Doggone you. Yeah. What time you got home last night? Um, I got home at midnight. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a I got home at three thirty last what night. What are y'all doing? Yes. Three thirty. Well, you ain't I got home share. at midnight. <laughs> I went. I was, well, I, I was. Um, I was record. I was at the studio. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cute. Mm. Cute or whatever. After we left, after I left the event, I went to um, Midtown. And then oh I just yeah, tenth of Piedmont. Tenth of Piedmont. You want to invite me oh, there? Oh, you were burning the gate. No liquor. Oh, okay. Didn't drink. Cause you had to drive. Or does that no. matter to you? Um, it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. No, you know what? I, I, okay, so after I took that defensive, I took a defensive driving driving class today, y'all. So after that, I really do feel like I'm going to start paying attention more to what I do. Because I was like, dang, this is illegal. Oh, it was guilty. They probably you. showed you some I, really fucked up images. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> wow. Text, last text messages before they got right I right put my street. phone on do not disturb while I'm driving. Yeah, oh. I do that on my work phone. Yeah, so, so what I do now is, um, it's so funny because when people get in my car, they're always like, do you drive Uber? Because I have one of those little, like, those things in my car yeah. that you, but I put it there so that I won't touch it. Wait, what thing? You the know, little, d- the little stands where you put your oh, phone. Oh, I have that too. Yeah, but people always ask me if I drive Uber because of it, and I'm like, no, it prevents me from... And it's easy to use, because let's say you have an iPhone 10, you can unlock it with your face, you just swipe up, and right. you can be on FaceTime, your forehead is all that's gonna show. Exactly, but... exactly. So I do mm. that to I do that to prevent me from that's texting. That's smart, look at yeah. you. Yeah. So yeah, I'm being, I'm being more responsible. Wow, that's I went so, straight Congratulations. Thank you. I, know, that... I just turned 43 in gay years two months ago, so... <laughs> Wait, so if you're 43 in gay years, that means that I'm 60. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So, you Y'all know, crazy. I'm trying to let some stuff go. If I can, like, get hypnotized and not drink alcohol forever, Don't I would do that. You, you want to be in control of the boat now. I do want to be in control of the boat. <laughs> I thought about <laughs> it. Even if you're not driving it? Yeah, I don't want to drive it. <laughs> I don't want to drive it. Yeah, I went straight home last night. You see, I took my wig off. I'm a, I, got, I woke up to so oh, yeah. many DMs for that video. That junk was so funny. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Wait, what happened? She snatched was, her wig off on her Instagram story. Yes, I'm about to show it to you. I was she was like, like, most people take off their shoes and their clothes when they get home. I take my wig off. <clears throat> Hold up. I know some people that get home and take their shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> Me? <laughs> Good night. <laughs> but you look gorgeous. Thank you. I did my own makeup. Thank you. Uh, so, so wait, how does that work? When your friend is a makeup artist, when your best friend is a makeup artist, do you get like free tutorials or is it like? Honey, it took thirty years because he just taught me to, like three well, years ago. First of all, let me rewind <laughs> for the past thirty four years. or five birthdays and Christmases. She got makeup for it, but she just—I mean, never used. He it. never had the patience. Okay, 
I did. Of, you came to Mac one day and then I showed you, but you But just that was didn't. different. Okay, so it's not. let me tell my side of the story because okay. clearly it's three sides. My side, your side, and Brian's inquiring side. <laughs> I, he, he gifted me makeup for my college graduation in 2014. That's where it started. And all I was doing at that time was eyebrows and lipstick looking a fool because my skin was jacked up, but I ain't know no better. And then finally this year he had this class at NARS that I went to and I took very I, detailed notes. I, saw. I did learn the technique there, but I couldn't like I needed something hands on. So then finally I had to hold him accountable by asking him on the podcast to teach me how to do makeup. Oh, and okay. then he taught me and now I Is that what happened? But you know what's crazy that you say that? It's like I was so I'm a Sephora junkie. Like I mm-hmm. stay in Sephora yes. and I spend a lot of money. Yeah, there. It's, it's not hard. Like, <laughs> let me tell you something. Two products and you spent over seventy five dollars. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, but um, Sephora is known for like people go there to buy makeup, yeah. but they're trying to get more people in engaging in skincare mm-hmm. and not buying as much makeup. Like they're carrying a lot more lines and stuff. So, um, since I spend a lot of money at Sephora, I'm a VIB. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. I'm whatever and, it is to get something on your birthday. So, well, that's just. Intro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um so I I was in there re-upping on my skincare products and I spent I'm not even gonna say how much I spent, but the lady told me that now if you go to certain Sephora's, I was at the one in perimeter, yeah, if you spend more than seventy five dollars on just skincare products, they give you a free perk facial. Oh. And it's like a facial where they use these two serums and they use this suction thing and they suck all this shit out of your face. Like really? all the impurities, everything. <laughs> and um you get the, it's like you see it in a little cup after they finish. Oh no. But it's was it a lot? Um, well, if you wear SPF, it's going to be a lot. Because people don't realize, well, you all, I should. All black people need to wear SPF. Yeah, you yeah. right. I wear SPF. Me okay, too. thanks. I, I, Y'all I, not about to jump me. I no. reapply it every two hours. It's really? A, oh, yes. so you What kind do you use? Do you have a suggested brand? Um, yeah, so I use the Shishido Sheer. It's $40, but it okay. lasts a really long time. And I just put it on before my moisturizer in the morning, and then I mix it with um, like a glow oil, and I reapply it every two hours throughout the day. Okay. So when you use <laughs> SPF, do you have a white cast? That's my problem. No, Shishido is Sheer. It okay. looks it's okay. like when you put it in your hands, it looks like it's going to have a white cast, but it goes on sheer. So okay. I use Yes too, but that was from Target. I don't know how much it was, but I put it on like an hour and before be I leave the like house. A ghost before, yeah. Because yeah. like it'll settle maybe like 30, 45 minutes before I go out the door. Shishido is really good. And then um, Neutrogena has a sheer one mm-hmm. that's like a 100 SPF, but that's. Oh, that's excessive. Yeah. Wow. So Shishido is fifty, but okay. it's um it's a fifty SPF, but it's forty dollars. It's at Sephora. It's bomb, and it it doesn't make you look like Casper. Okay, yeah. I will I would say that's a consideration because I'm reaching that point where I'm gonna start getting skin and stuff. Alicia, <laughs> seriously, go to go to the Sephora in Perimeter that's, Mall. It's eight minutes away. <laughs> it is go to either Miss Monique or Miss. And Andrea, okay, and spend seventy five dollars. Just do it once, I like need just some splurge. Yeah, Spl- well, they're not gonna do it for makeup. You oh. gotta spend it on skincare. Okay, that's fine. But the perk facial, it is life changing. Really? I'm going to do it once a month now. Really? Yes. It, like oh. it's bomb. It really is bomb. And you and and it's um, only certain. Sephora's have the machines in them. So I think it's the Linux one, the perimeter one, and there's two other stores in Atlanta that have Okay, them, yeah. well, there we go. 
Can't wait to get my pores sucked out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks fucking disgusting, but... But you know what, though? That's what you need to see, though, because if you don't see nothing, it's kind of like, I'm not getting that no more. Yeah. When you yeah. realize the difference... Oh, my God. That's how we was in um, Costa Rica. In Costa Rica, we found these... um bi- These, like... Exfoliating pads. pads. And we've never used it before. Like, I've heard of exfoliating gloves. I used it before on the road. Yeah. And, um... We ended up getting it. I don't know what made us get it, but we, we was just like, oh, okay. We didn't want to use the rag. It was something. Yeah, we just bought it. But I promise they were you. for your body? Yeah. yeah. Oh. And we thought, like, you would have thought that we'd never taken a bath before. Let me tell you. I bought. <laughs> you were scrubbing places you had never scrubbed like, before. Whoa. It was disgusting. It Do y'all was. still have them? Yeah. Oh, we bought I, a lot. I'll I, I, I find them. I bought, let me tell you, I went, before I went to the store, I spent like $14 on it, and they were like a dollar ten cent each. Like, I bought so many of them. was so cheap. They was a dollar. So we just bought some and brought it back home. Yes. You know what's so funny? The brand that makes it, they actually sell in the U.S., but they don't sell the specific, like, pad. Remind me to try to find them because I pack my stuff up. I know it's somewhere, but I'm going to give you one so you can see because I got plenty. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. Let me tell you. I'm like, y'all, like, it's really bad. Like, I've gotten really obsessed with skincare to the point where, like, I'll post something on my Instagram story, and I don't have a lot of Instagram followers, but I'll tag. What do you consider not a lot? (laughs) I mean, I don't have. I know what you mean. I'm not like a, I'm not like trying to be yeah, I influencer. I know what you, you know mean. What I'm saying? Yeah. But so um and so like brands will hit me up and they've said like oh you know not a lot of um African American males um are you know into skincare and they've like sent me free things yeah. because I oh, wow. yeah so like it's been kind of interesting but I've like really gotten like really obsessed with skincare within the last me year. Too. I, I um I yeah I have a um slight OCD with skincare stuff. And the only thing that I don't exfoliate is my scalp. Like, I literally exfoliate my earlobes. Oh. Everything. My beard. What do you use? The gloves? No, yeah. I, use the, I use the pad now. The but pad, before, okay. I would just use, like, a scrub. So, you should I do it on my earlobes. I do it on my beard. I do it on my body. Everything. You would use... You should use this... Um, it's a toner. It's an exfoliating toner from you to the people. It's got like kombucha in it. Mm. It's really bomb. Okay. It gives you like a really good tingle afterwards. I live for it. Yeah, yeah I, need, I, I do my whole body. I don't shave. I'm I'm very sensitive, so I cannot put razors or wax or nothing on my body. So I literally have to exfoliate like my whole body so I wow. won't feel dirty. I just got a wax before I. I don't know a lot, but I'm scared. Where do you go to get your wax? I go to um, Sweet Peach and Buckhead. Oh, really? I'm shout out to Tanya. Shout out to Tanya. She's, my, she's been my waxing lady since 2014. I go every five yes. weeks. So wait, do, okay, both of y'all get waxes. So I maybe I just had a bad experience. Yeah, because let me tell you, I, I went to Sweet Samba for my first wax ever, and I thought how old were you? I was like 20s, okay, 21, 22 yeah. ish. Well, you started at a good time then. Yeah, honey. What had happened was I had gotten a new relationship. <laughs> I want to make a good impression. It was 2012, actually. So I'm 30 now. That was seven years ago. So I was 22, I think. I don't wow. know. We're going to read. If I re- miscalculate, I'm just going to take that part out. But uh, oh, wow. so I went to um, Sweet Samba and they, it, it was painful. But I was like, okay, this is my first wax. It probably just always is like that. But yeah. I kept going and I kept, it was And you painful. don't feel anything, do you now? No, I, no. Well, now I don't because now I go to Brazilian Wax by Andrea. Shout out to Taylor. Been going to you for a long time. Don't know how many years. Is that over there? by Gauchet's right yeah, next to it. Okay, yeah. She they do the one layer of the wax, whoop, 
out of there. I don't yeah, because you're you no been, Yeah, because you've been doing it for so long. But when I was going to Sweet Summer, they were using the strips, and it was painful every time. Like no matter no matter what, and I'm just like, I can't. So I've never gotten waxed by anybody else but Tanya. Oh, that's good. And I she, went through a lot of yeah. Interviews. No, she's been <laughs> she's been really good, but it doesn't hurt anymore because when you go consistently, the hair just gets finer yeah, and finer. It so it doesn't Mine's it doesn't hurt. But Draco, if you want to try waxing. And your skin is sensitive. You should try the sugar. Sugaring, in. yeah, that's what I said. I heard it hurts. No, it actually is less I, painful I than the wax because it's because instead of ripping, they're rolling. I saw. I I, I went initially, and I don't want to say the name, but I went initially and told them. I said I have sensitive skin. Um, what kind of wax do you have? Because they had like choices, and I said, what would I? What should I use? So they said that they can use the tea tree wax on me. Okay. And I was like, okay, we'll just do my underarms. Let's see how that go. It was the most painful fucking thing. I bled and everything. Wait, what part of your body was it? The, my underarms. Really? That's my favorite part of getting waxed. I'd be like... Yeah. Well, see, I don't grow a lot of hair on my body, so I just okay. do Brazilian. Lucky you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just do Brazilian. I know some women that get full bodies, and I can't. I need to get that. Mm-mm. But yeah, it broke out all the way down my... Wow. Like when I when I not the hair, but I'm saying like afterwards but, when it broke out, it broke out all the way down here. Well, see, I think the key to waxing too is a lot of people don't understand that there's aftercare involved. Mm. Like I know people that exfoliated, get, yeah. Like I know people that go get waxed and then they don't do anything afterwards because they're the esthetician or whoever doesn't tell you get them. Ingrown yeah, and you have stuff. to use. You know, uh, I use a, a organic sugar scrub that they make at they make all their own products at Sweet oh. Peach. They, and then I also use something called Tin Skin that comes in like oh, a yeah. roller. I've seen that. that before. And it, I mean, I don't have. I mean, it clears things up down there. Yeah. If you have, you know, if you have any blemishes or dark spots, it just makes it. everything. Oh, okay. Just, yeah. I think yeah, so. I just never try. tried it no more. Yeah. I think I think that you would like it. I really like it. People think like I'm not having sex with nobody. So I mean, people think <laughs> people think that that people do it because of that. No, because once you no, because once, once it starts to grow regular, you're gonna wish you would have just kept going. And yeah. And it's like it's a really clean feeling. Yeah, like it when is. you're in the yeah. shower, when you I mean it's just a clean it's it's nice when you put on a fresh pair of underwear. Yes, it's just everything's hugging you. Yeah. I hate when it starts to uh to grow back and I'm like, oh, and I, can't feel those little I feel like a, a cactus. Yeah. <laughs> can't relate. I've but, always I've always been here. I think I've been hairy since I was like eight. Oh, me too. I grew hair. I'm early. actually very hairy for a woman. But yeah. speaking of woman, last night we went to <laughs> <laughs> we uh we went to the screening for Black China's The Real Black China. Yes. How was it? On the Zeus yes. Network. Actually, it was really so. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, so, I, I, I want to just talk about our experience with the event. Um, <laughs> Where was it at? It was Regal at Atlantic Cinema Station, Station uh, Movie Theater. Okay. So it was a really good event, but it we was. got invited as media and we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Right, we so, knew what we wanted, but we yeah. didn't know what it came. We with. didn't know what we didn't like. We they, they offered it to us, so we were like, okay, whatever. So I, you know, whatever we went, but we didn't really know. Like we didn't. We they wanted us to walk the red carpet, but they were asking people questions, and we weren't prepared yeah, at all. It was just like a so uh, we didn't do real it type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and didn't there were do other it. Real people there. Yeah, who it, for it was people there who. They do this all the time. So even when they it came their down, recorders and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like. We need media training. See, I thought media <laughs> just meant I can get in. Yeah. That's how ignorant I am, yeah. too. And I'm like, oh, I get a pass. Okay, cool. I'm in here. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, as you guys know, I used to write for Concrete Loop, so I used to have to do that stuff a lot, and yeah. I hated doing it. Really? I hated, every time, I would always get an email like, oh, do you want to do media for such and such and such and such? And I'd be like, Ugh. 
because you do have to be really prepared. Yeah. And, oh, then, yeah. It's, and then it's hard when you are like, um, because I've never considered myself to be a media personality, but because people recognize you when you go to places like that, like it's hard because people are like trying to talk to you, but you're trying to do a job. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it becomes kind of like a common. Yeah, it's yeah. like, like I don't want to be on nobody's red carpet. Just let me yeah. ask these questions and yeah. let me go. I just, I want to watch just like y'all. It was uncomfortable. Watch. And I think that at first I was like, you know what? We can do this. And then I realized that TMZ was there. Freddie O was there. There was a lot of people there that I'm like, Oh shit! Yeah. Like, it was a real thing. This yeah. is real. So and it wasn't we like love- and y'all had your little lanyards with the with the. We, no, we, we had a wristband. We, we had wristbands, oh, yeah. but we want. So yeah, we got a lot to work on. But yeah. it was a really, 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 really fun experience. I mean, it was though. a learning yeah, experience. I, yeah. With people. yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, I had fun. We I, had so much fun. Even aside from like being like being in an event like that, because that was a first for me. But the experience on just seeing how this type of stuff goes on. Yeah. Um, and then like the people that are involved, the, the roles they play, and even seeing the show, which um, yeah, is <laughs> lit in I, the city. I saw those <laughs> clips on Twitter today. Uh-huh. Yeah. They were accurate. They were accurate. Yeah, <laughs> I think that. What I, I don't know, I don't know what I felt going into it because I'm like, whatever, Black China does have like a reputation for being a little bit too extra yeah. or something always going on, but I think this show is just gonna show why and it's really unscripted. Um, okay. it felt really raw. The clips, yeah. oh, yeah, it is. that's why she went with Zeus Network. You know, but what's so interesting about Black China because I used to not like her, yeah, me too, and I didn't really have a reason. Huh? Me, well, <laughs> I think that the reason why we didn't like her is because everything that you hear about about Black China, you hear it from somebody else, yeah. But it wasn't until recently when she, she started, started doing, doing interviews, interviews. Yep. I was like, okay, this girl, she has some sense, right? You yeah. know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. So it was, so I've gotten to see a different side of her that's made me open up to maybe the possibility because I have a I'm really critical of um and I hate to say this but of like um not necessarily reality stars but mm-hmm. I'm really critical of people that are famous and, and have lots of fans for not doing anything. Yeah, I get you. So I so like when people go up for people like you know um I hate to say names but like Amber Rose or yeah. Toya Wright or They're famous know, for like their affiliations. Yeah, yeah, it's like what what does this person actually do? They do things later on after they become Known yeah, yeah, famous, yeah. but it's like these people don't have any real skill sets. We just like them because they fuck somebody. Yeah, I like feel like that, that about Karuchi at first, but I like her. I, but love, I, yeah. I, I, I sometimes I look at her. Why this girl just got famous off being Chris Brown's girlfriend? Yeah. Why she might have had like some popularity? We know, and why she, she might was. be a really talented person? We wouldn't have known that if she had didn't she ever Chris been Brown. Chris Brown's exactly. girl. Yeah, I think for me it's a little different. I, I genuinely like people sometimes because of their looks. But also Draco, that's your industry. So yeah. that makes sense that yeah. you that you would look at somebody and say like I mean because they could almost be, I could see why Black China would excite you because like her face is, can take anything yeah. Yeah. and she's almost like, she's sort of like a muse in that way. Yeah, but is. for somebody like me, I'm like, well what the, what does this bitch do? What like, makes what her does different? She do? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I see girls that look like Black China, or not look like her but give the same thing that Black yeah. China gives Gives all the time. Small. So why why does she get praise? But yeah. now I understand. I yeah. you know I, I try to be less critical because a lot of times those people don't get to speak. Yeah. No, but you and, know what? she played. I think I like that she didn't speak because she was like well, I didn't say that. And yeah. I also think about? that Black China is 
um, a, a, the current cult- culture that we're in right now with black women, I feel like she was like one of the pioneers of, of uh, what's going on. You absolutely. know what I'm saying? So initially, when she first came out, I was a fan of hers just because I just I'm like, her oh, hair wow. and her dimples. Yeah, it's like I always. I, I didn't even know what she looked like without I always the bangs. Thought that she was just time. like. And she never talked. Like, yeah, yeah and I'm, I don't know. Yeah. And then like she was like, hood. Yeah, I liked her. And I ain't really no fan of, like, super ghetto stuff. I mean, I am. In a way. I'm not. In a way. I, yeah, so, I mean, that's another topic for another day. But <laughs> I don't know. I just really liked her. And then she was a Taurus. Yeah. So okay. a lot of her stuff, you know, I understood. Uh-huh. I understood. But. That premiere for that show was just everything. And like she I really, good. she was there. Yeah, yeah, she was she there. Oh wow, so good. I'm like, yeah, this like Grammy, Grammy attire. Yeah, yeah. she was. She was dressed down. Um. Or dressed up rather, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go- look at, look that up. Yeah, she posted. Oh yeah, no, no, I don't know, I don't know if she posted, but it was really good. That show, I, I, I actually think I'm going to subscribe to Zeus Network. I am. I don't not even just for that show though, but yeah. I didn't really know because I like because the, they have a lot of content on yes, there. Yes, black on, which I didn't know. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't wow. Know I love the Vice channel. Like if I can just buy, like get cable just for Vice and yeah. just watch everything on Vice every day, I would because that channel is is. From what I hear, it's yeah. like Zeus. It's like yeah. unscripted. All it the is. shows on there are like really interesting and stuff that I would want to know about. Yeah. And yeah. Vice is interesting. They they put Vice. a lot of their stuff on YouTube. Though. Yeah, that's usually yeah. where I see it. I've never watched the channel. Vice, make, though, but so. Vi- I ain't gonna lie. Vice <laughs> made me want to smoke weed. Oh, well, it made me want to scam after watching that special they did with the Haitian. Wait, Draco, you don't smoke weed? Mm-mm. Oh, I don't know why I thought you did. I have, I have, I have. I um, I do vape, but I haven't. I broke it, so I, don't, I haven't vaped in about a month and a half because I need to find a quality one. I keep getting the ones from eBay and they keep breaking. Oh no, nah, my boyfriend put you on because he don't want. He got some fancy ones. Is it, ones. Is Wait, it do like you vape CB, what you CBD oil? Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I have really bad anxiety. If oh. I would have did it last night, we would have been on that red carpet. Well, you know, as long as you Period. went ahead of me, I would have went too. Oh, we would have been on there, but I couldn't. Like, I just was thinking too much, and I was just like, we, I think we're for not me, I'm for afraid this. of people saying who. Yeah, but you know, but so you know what? <clears throat> a lot of those people we didn't even know them. You right, and so yeah, a lot of these people like that have that write for these like blogs and publications. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who they are, you won't know who they are. You yeah. know what I'm saying? True, like true. These people that write for. You know, like Freddie O isn't the only person writing that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Shade Room, they have staff of people. So when you see people there, they they don't just, know. Yeah, yeah, they just they just ask you some questions. It was fun though. Like I um, and just even her question and answering afterwards, like her. Yeah. Um, she showed her personality. Yeah. I feel like I even some of her recent interviews, like on the Breakfast Club, I didn't really see her personality. So it was good to see her like laughing. She cried. It was just like wow. very personal. Yeah. It really wow, was. that's incredible. Yeah, yeah it she was. was she it was a lot. Like her friend, her best friend Treasure, Treasure. was there. And um, just to talk about her mom, like that first episode was just intense for that to be the, the first, first episode. episode. Yeah, for real, it did. And like Treasure was, she she said she was there for the last 12 years, so she's gotten to witness all that stuff. And then it was kind of hurtful for her because she doesn't have her mom. Right. So they both got really emotional. It was just a, it was a lot. It was, it was very pure though. I could tell it wasn't like no stage. Like it was just legit. And I wow. think, yeah. I think it's good that Black China got a show that is not filtered or scripted. Cause and not affiliated not... with the Kardashians. Exactly. Yes. Because <laughs> they will tell their story. <laughs> How they want to tell it. Okay. 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 <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay so, um, before we go forward, do we, first, let's 
introduce yourself. Okay. Um, who are you and what do you do? Because I actually don't even know what you do. I just know you're a black socialite. A lot of people oh, don't know what Brian does. <laughs> That's the funny part. It's so funny that you say that because when people ask me, like when I go places and people ask me like, oh, what do you do? I always just say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, no, seriously, because people, um, people like to put like a, like a value on that question. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, what is it that you do? And you say and something that doesn't excite, and they're like, oh. Or, or if if you say something that doesn't feel tangible to them that they can't see, that's when people are, they will be like, oh, they'll be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you know. Uh-huh. So like, if um, well, um, my name is Brian Patrick Davis, and um, it's so I it's so crazy because I don't like being called the Black Socialite. But it's literally been my name on my space since I was probably yeah. like, I was very young. And a, um, a DJ gave me that name, actually, because I was too young to be partying where I was partying. <laughs> and, so they, and so they used to just, they called me that because I used to be everywhere and not, I wasn't supposed to That's be a, That was a cute name, though. I mean, it still is, obviously. But I remember your MySpace name being the Black Socialite. Yeah. yeah, so that's how that name got started. Um, shout out to Fadia Cater and Ian Ford. They're the ones that kind of like... Yes, that Fadia. Gave I remember Fadia. I randomly met her brother when I worked at the Apple Store. Oh, wow. His last name was Cater. I was like, I, I met somebody before last name Cater. And I told him, he was like, yeah, that's my sister. I'm like, what? Wow, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. random. That's yeah. like... So, yeah, that's how I got that name. Um, just being out when I wasn't supposed to be out, sneaking in places and stuff like that. But um, interestingly enough, um, I like to call myself just a, um, I really just call myself a freelance creative okay. because I do so many different things. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've done a lot in the, in the last, I mean, in a, in for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, thankfully I've never had to hold down like a regular nine to five job, like since, um, since I started writing for Concrete Loop in 2005. So I started off as like a, a music journalist. And then um, that kind of like segued way into me forming a lot of relationships with um, label executives, producers, artists, songwriters, all of that kind of stuff. And that sort of um, transitioned me into becoming sort of like a a creative consultant like I would Mm. get producers and songwriters and artists to call me and be like you know we want to know what you think of this Um, and one time in particular um, I was probably like 21 um, Brian Michael Cox had called me to listen to it was either it was like it was Mariah Carey or Day 26 or something like that something that he was working on at the time and when I left you know I mean when I was there I kind of just gave him my opinion I told him what I thought and then when I left he texted me and he was like um when you get a chance send me your invoice and I was like (laughs) I didn't argue but I just kind (laughs) of was like Oh, no. What am I sending your invoice for? <laughs> right, right. But you ain't gonna ask Brian Michael Cox that. Well, <laughs> I did. I'm, later on, I did because yeah. I didn't want to. I mean, you know, because I didn't know what was appropriate. Okay, you know, that's fair. And he was like Brian. He was like, if anybody calls you and asks you to give you their opinion on something, that means that they value your opinion and that it's worth something to them. And he was like, don't ever go someplace and not expect for to be paid for your <laughs> thoughts. Mm. And um. And that was one of that was kind of one of the things that made me realize like wow, I could really just make money off of 
being yourself. <laughs> right, my opinion yeah. and my knowledge about music and, you know, the music industry because I've been around it since I was like 14, you know. Mm. Um, so that was kind of like what got me into the creative consulting thing. And um, then in 2012, um me and my friends, we started a company called Etcetera Et Production Group. And um, we've done a lot of, um, you know, freelance creative consulting for um, Universal Music Group, Motown, um, all kinds of stuff. And that goes from just everything. Like, um, one of my best friends in the world is a stylist. Um, so we've we've conceptualized a lot of shoots. We've done storyboards for videos. Um, so it's kind of like we consider ourselves like a full one-stop shop in-house kind of like production thing. So um, I, that means that we've gotten into songwriting, vocal production. I mean, we literally, all of us do everything. pretty much everything. Yeah. That's dope. And so, whole empire. I love it. Yeah. So, um, so I, I mean, that's. I guess I would call myself, if I had to put a title on it, I would call myself a creative director. But mm. um, but you're more than that. Well, not even that, but that term is getting thrown around so loosely now. Because <laughs> at so this point, funny. I'm a creative director. Yeah, but, but Draco, you are. <laughs> That's you, what I'm saying. You are, you are a creative director. You, you have, you craft specific looks for people that have catapulted them to, you know, that makes people want to look at them and pay attention to them. That is what a creative director does, you know? Um, And so, yeah, like, but it's just so funny because the other day I was with um, one of my, well, I was with two of my friends, um, Lacey Duke, she's an amazing video director, and Isis from St. Beauty. Um, And we were in Urban Outfitters just killing time before we went to go eat, and Actually, we had just got finished getting those perk facials at Sephora. <laughs> um, but, um, and we were in Urban Outfitters, and they literally have a shirt there that says creative director. And we were like, man, this is like, <laughs> that just goes to show you, like, that's like the new shit. Just like how you said everybody has a podcast, because yeah. it's like the cool thing to it do is. now. It's like everybody. Well, even though I'm doing it too, but. No, yeah. but that's, I mean, but if you, if that's what comes naturally to yeah, you to, for you is. to do, then that's what you need to be doing, yeah, you yeah. know? But, um, but the creative director thing, like, I meet people all the time. They're like, um, you know, I'm a creative director, and it's like, like, well, what have you creatively directed? You know, sometimes that <laughs> co- that cause for like, you know, a, a tangible thing that people need to see. And so um, for me, you know, when people ask me what I do, I just kind of say nothing. But at the end of the day, I kind of use like my website, the Etc. Production Group website as like my business card to let people know like, okay, this is so the they work can that see we it and like, so they okay. can see it as opposed to just being like, oh yeah, I'm a creative director. Because then people start, then those questions start yeah. to, they start to snowball. It's like, Oh well, who have you worked exactly. with? Oh, do you know X, Y, and Z? Have you ever done such and such? And it's like, girl, oh now they judge you. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, want to have. Did, did. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't want to have those conversations. Yeah. Just go look, and, and you yeah. can see where our work has been. So, um, and then that just has transformed into a lot of other things. Like, um, <clears throat> I I um, graduated from Clark Atlanta University, hey. and I have um, a degree a degree in advertising and graphic design, and also a double major in film studies. So, <laughs> like, I so. I mean, I have, I I try to be knowledgeable about as many things in the creative industries as possible. So I have the ability to like screen write, you know, I know how to write a screen proper, a screenplay properly. Um, I didn't even know that was a proper way. I thought it was, 
Shawty walks in. <laughs> now, <laughs> there's, like, there's literally like a format that pe- like somebody that works at a studio will not even look at your script if it's not formatted the right way. Oh wow. Yeah. So um Well that so, weeds out the wannabes. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they're gonna look at it and they'll say, This isn't even formatted the right way. We're not it's no point in even looking at it. I think that's part of the reason why we aren't in the age of like reboots, like people just rehashing ideas because people don't necessarily know the quote unquote right way to do things mm. so they don't get taken seriously when they have amazing ideas because they haven't really put the the forethought into learning the actual craft yeah, they just mm. want they just want to Here's my idea. Make it happen. Yeah, yeah. It's just like Draco. Like, Draco, you might be able to do beautiful makeup on yourself, but if you can't paint somebody that has a completely different skin tone than you, it's like, yeah. you know, you you did the work to learn how to do your own makeup, but just like how everybody that thinks that they can dress themselves, that doesn't mean that you You're can stylist. dress other people. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just, it's Listen. one of those things where that's you have to... name thrown around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's no shade to people yeah. that do that, but people need to realize that there's actual work involved. Like, when I decided that I wanted to get into vocal production and songwriting, I enrolled at SAE, this, um, the School of Audio Engineering yeah, downtown, so I could know the jargon and I could know what to do when I go in these studios in front of engineers and producers so I can say the right things and and know and articulate what it is that I want to do. Mm. So um, it's important to me that people, if you want to learn a skill or a trade, that you do it in the work. Right, yeah. yeah. Like I was a self-taught graphic designer. Like I started designing graphics when I was 12 and it was because my mom bought me a scanner for Christmas. It's just, it just happened to come with Photoshop and I taught it myself. Yeah. But then I went to school because I realized that I was yeah, doing yeah. things not the way that they're supposed to be done. Okay. And of course I have my own methods, but it's good to know the basics so that you can apply them and then apply it to what you taught yourself. Yeah, and already. come up with your own techniques. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So I so I've done a bunch of shit. Like I published <laughs> I published a book two years ago. Yes, you know, like, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like I've done a lot of things, but it's not like I never am I'm never trying to like toot my own horn, but it but You should. You well, should for real. But vocal coach, what but first of all, I think I personally think that you should only because it's a lot of people that, we're in Atlanta and we don't even know that these type of people exist. And yeah. we have a lot of people that are faking the funk, don't know what they're talking about. They just got a lot of and, followers. Yeah, they just got a lot of followers for nothing. Yeah. And then it's like uh, Atlanta is not good for anything, but then it's it is people here that actually know what they're talking about and actually doing stuff. But, but you know what's know crazy about, about that Draco? That's why when people come to Atlanta, they feel like they can pay us less. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like when you when you go to LA and, sh- and shit like that as a makeup, I've seen it happen to makeup artists, hairstylists, yeah. wardrobe stylists, graphic designers, yes. videographers. They think that when you come to Atlanta, they think that they you can pay us less than what you pay the people out out there. And it's so crazy because I've um, I was working as a I was working on retainer for I'm not going to name any names, okay? But um, but for um somebody that's very popular and um, I shouldn't say very popular I'll say very well known like her career is amazing and her manager used to always ask me for ideas and I would just straight up say to him that's above my pay grade Period. Period. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna ask me for my ideas and then use them 
for this free. This is get worse and worse. Like, okay, what for about free, this? While you would pay somebody else somewhere else for their ideas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just, that's above my pay grade. If you want to ask me for creative you put ideas. put that on a t-shirt. I, we should. It's above my pay grade. That should be the OD podcast t-shirt. It's, it's above, above my, my pay grade. Seriously. <laughs> and then put OD podcast on the back. For real. <laughs> because, that, because that's true. Because when you start giving away your ideas for free, people will just straight up. They, they sure do. If, it and you can water that down to the simplest things like, okay, yeah. I get five dollars. Can I get twenty five dollars? It's like, okay, yeah. you ask a hundred dollars and, and it snowballs yeah. into you, you know, giving away all of your and you ideas. You can't even get out of it and now because how yeah. are you gonna back yourself out of it? Exactly, know? exactly. So I just had to get to the point where, like I said, that thing with Brian Michael Cox really like it it nudged me to know like like I am valuable and what I think and what I have to say is valuable and I shouldn't cheapen myself for it you know so that's like that's really like that's important and I think like you said Draco like there are tons of people in Atlanta that do really dope shit like that that are really really dope but they don't always get the recognition because like you said they don't necessarily have the followers or you know people are not actually work are not social media savvy right some people you just go on their page and not have a single clue what they do and and, and impact. and also another thing that's hurting is people that are less talented are doing things for free to undercut people Mm. that are you know, like I've met people that be like, you know, oh, my, my day rate is $1,500. Oh. And then somebody else will be like, oh, well, that's not as talented. It's okay. Um, but they'll be like, oh, you know, well, my day rate is $300. Yeah. Of course they don't tell like, such says only do it for 300 Why are you charging so much? Yeah, like, you're not charging like, for the work. You're charging for the experience and education that goes You are charging for the work. I mean, yes, but I'm saying, if you're you're, all, but it's also like, that boom, that's yeah. why when you paid $1,500, your face was blended. And when you paid $300, <laughs> you looked. You like you had on that sunscreen. That was yeah, <laughs> that white that white cast, honey. Yeah, that's but that's just the truth. Yeah. That's just true. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yeah. Ooh. You get people that, are, that will come in and do shit for free. Mm-hmm. As an intern or as an assistant, that will just undercut people that are really that have really been doing it for a long time, mm-hmm. and that's just and like I said, that's a whole nother reason why when people ask me, I'd be like, nothing, I don't do nothing. <laughs> this girl, wow. I, this girl yesterday, she said to me, she was like, "You look so familiar. Where do I know you from?" No I way. said, "I don't know. I just have one of those faces." <laughs> <laughs> and she wouldn't leave me alone about it. I was just like, she I, probably knew what she knew you from. She, she just yeah. didn't know how to say it. She just like, I mean, no, you, you have to tell guy. people. If you know them, you know them. Yeah. Or you know, you know. I don't, I'm not like that. Like, if I see somebody and I and I recognize them from somewhere, I'm going to speak. Yes. You know, I used to see you every every time I got a new job. I used to see you. Uh, first, first of all, it's so funny that you said that you saw that shirt in Urban Outfitters because the first time that me and Alicia ever saw you was in Urban Outfitters. Really? Really? I don't even remember. In Linux? Yes. First of all, we were very new to that. Like, we didn't, we had just started. Trying to be cool. We were trying to be cool. We just Y'all started shopping Y'all had just graduated there. from high school, right? Yeah. This was right after. This was right after high school. And before I was working there. I was working at Hollister. Oh, okay. So I used to have Alicia come to my my job every day, like yeah, just to hang well, out. I used there. to get him in trouble for coming. I didn't care. I hated that job. Well, yeah. I, I went to the stock room and everything. The lady was like, you can't be back. But, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's crazy? That job. You know what's crazy about that, Draco? I, I got that. hired at that Hollister too. And when they the way that they um I was, I remember it was before the store had opened and um, 
you know how they talk to their Abercrombie talks to their employees like you guys we don't we don't Abercrombie and Hollister we don't advertise so our employees are our models and all of that yeah shit. yeah yeah when they said that to me I left during, during the lunch break I never came back why um <laughs> It it just felt like a it felt like a way of like I don't know it didn't feel right that felt that felt like that felt very like like trying to box me into something and I don't want mm. I don't want to feel like a I don't want to feel like I'm representing for Hollister yeah. every time I go out somewhere I thought that know? was I thought it was the coolest job to have. Like, I thought I felt, was but it probably was, though. We were, we they came, hired every Wednesday. They used to have open interviews. Open interviews every, every Wednesday. Yes. But that store does have a high turnover. I mean, yeah. it's a, it, at the time, paying, there was like a lot of people yeah. working there. So, yeah, for me... We were we were still living in the hood at that time, I so actually, we were like. Some of, I do remember him from um, Urban Outfitters. Just yes, so you know. I do so remember now. I remember we. I don't know if we went after lunch break or I mean after my after well, I got off. It wasn't Alicia's lunch break. She <laughs> was just hanging out. But she was just up there because first of all, I was so pressed to get the job. We bought for us. So when I right, started I working there, me. So when I first started working there, I'm like. This is how, this is what you gotta do. Like I hate this. They would literally put me in the back. In it was dark. I would be folding shirts all day, and it was like I watch shows about um, clothing store jobs, and they're like, "Oh, you folded that. You need to unfold it and fold it again." Oh yeah, I went through that too when I worked at the uh, this like, place. They really do do that. Oh my god! And you have to spritz the store. Like it was yeah, like that cologne. That cologne. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hi. Every hour. Model. Every hour you walk around because the cologne and the store spritzer they had like similar smells, but it wasn't the same. Oh, I should try to take it home. I wanted my room to the smell like that. Yeah. You the love your job, honey. I love. I just like the product. And we used to wear so much Hollister and Abercrombie. We yes. thought, we, so you know, when when hood kids try to venture out, we would <laughs> tell us we, we went from was, Laguna oh Beach, baby. God. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up going to Urban Outfitters just. In there, and I, I, oh yeah, whatever. I do remember now. Cause I used to Brian really admire how you, how you dressed. I remember because Jeffrey Campbell was a popular shoe at the time. Uh-huh. And I remember seeing you with some Jeffrey. I was like, oh my god, it just was my first time seeing somebody who was just so stylish in in that way. Cause you know I me, mean? I'm saggy pants, white t shirts. You know, but y'all were cute though back then to yeah. me though. Well, but thank you. To, but we would we would do a lot of research because we would be in the house for hours putting together outfits. To put together outfits. <laughs> we were trying to like figure out how people did certain graphics on my space like we would sit there and teach ourselves that wow. so that, that's how Alicia got into her field because we used to sit there and try to make DIV pages so we knew like your page was like the page to go to because it had the best cool graphics pictures. and we like how the fuck do you do this like, yes how do you, do- you did well I told you I was self taught when I was 12 I had been doing it we for would, a long time we would legit be up all night just on MySpace trying to figure Every, stuff out and that's how I think I MySpace was an era man it, it was, was for real yeah. they don't make them like that but though. I remember y'all from MySpace space though like mm-hmm. well and then i remember the first time that i actually met met y'all for oh, real yeah, we were at that party yes like, i remember well, oh that was that so party. that was such a good time yes. i ain't drink then oh i Ooh, was well. drunk honey you can tell by the pictures okay yeah i gotta I, find those pictures oh they're so embarrassing i, I, I started I, I actually followed the rules i ain't drink till i was 21 i swear oh, I was, wow mm-hmm. Alicia, you, you were, well this is what had happened i had went to my, <laughs> my sister graduated from dillard university in new orleans oh, shout so out to you my got, son you got turned up there so i was the only one that was under age so I might have. They you got know, you fucked up. Period. So it was. Well, it, I wouldn't even. You know what? It, I didn't even get drunk, drink to get drunk. I had a, one shot. This is my first time consuming alcohol, and I got drunk off of like a sip. I didn't. Oh I, my god! Oh I never my knew god! That. And see, I didn't even finish it. And see, I'm scared. Like I, I like, like I said it. that the only time that I will drink is when if. 
if I get married, I'll have a glass of champagne. champagne. But I'm scared of how, like, what's going to happen. Yeah, champagne is a lot. <laughs> like, That's a nice time I, to I celebrate. Champagne is a good way to, like, ease in. I didn't no, like I'm the smell even... of it, and I didn't like the taste. Cause I, I heard was... it makes your head hurt. It depends. It depends on the grade of liquor. But now I think because of my age, everything makes my head hurt. <laughs> everything makes me sick. It's everything... that sugar. Yeah, and I can't drink straight liquor. I can't take shots. Me either. That's what. That's What's what your favorite kind of liquor? To, um, tequila. What's yours, Alicia? What actually, you no, know, I'm lying. Um, it's actually brown. I, like I don't have a favorite, but I like sweet stuff. So when whatever. you were drinking, you know, I never was a drinker. It, it was always I don't drink. I hear drink this, and then that's what happened. You know what I'm oh, saying? I was pretty So you're not like a drinker. You I never go to the bar or the drink. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what to ask for. Um, uh, maybe something sweet. Something yeah. cute. Oh, oh yeah. I remember. I remember, I, remember used, I remember. I remember Alicia used to drink. But it wasn't like. I did not drink now. You wasn't like a drinker. But, but you I'm would saying, go out. I remember you would drink socially. Go, yeah. Okay. But it wouldn't be now. every time though. But yeah. she, but no, it would take club, a little thought, bit for I was her. trying to be like I was. I never like party. I I was trying to like it and do because I was doing it a lot and drinking definitely used to get me down until one time. And y'all went to high school together. We elementary, went to elementary school, middle school. school. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's so funny that y'all say that about like having to like research and like figure out how y'all wanted to dress in high school because my high school experience was really really different. I went to high school with white kids. Mm. My high school was like um, was kind of like mean girls like you know how everything is separated you know like that's what my high school you from Atlanta Mm -hmm. really born and raised okay Mm -hmm. okay so um from our side too yeah I I, I, I was born well I was born in Piedmont but I grew up off Cascade like that's you know my parents still live in the house where I grew up in oh that's dope so but um and I live three minutes driving distance from my parents so I'm like really right around the corner from where I grew up but my um I was kind of like, I hate to say this, but I was kind of like Nunu in high school. (laughs) All of my friends, because as I, um, I went to this uh, private school from sixth to 12th grade. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I started to be in high school, I realized like I didn't have a lot of black friends. And so I started hanging out with more black people and all my friends at the time went to Tri-Cities. So Mm. I would leave. Some creative people, but also black. Exactly. So I was leaving school early because we got out of school early and I was going to Tri-Cities after school. So people thought that I went there. (laughs) Okay. So it was like one of those things where I would always be at Tri-Cities and I had a boyfriend that went there too. So it was like I was always there and people thought that I went there. But that's when I started to get acclimated to, like, more, like, you know, just being around black people. Because I, like, I was literally around white people from (laughs) first grade to 12th grade, you know. Well, we had the total opposite. I didn't meet them until after 12th grade. Right, we had the total opposite. I ended up, um... Oh, yeah, but you you had a little exposure in North Carolina. Oh yeah. No, girl. Here's the thing. It, it Wait, was a, what year did you graduate? Oh seven. But you I graduated didn't, from North Atlanta? No, I didn't. <laughs> Where did you graduate from? Stone Mountain. That's what I was about to get to. <laughs> <laughs> so we grew up around I mean we grew up in the hood. So, <laughs> the hood. But I think I think that for me, like growing up, I'm like, I know it's stuff outside of this and I would just try to find it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. That made that's what, what that made just me made a you were different. naturally drawn to it. Yeah. yeah. I remember in fourth grade, I don't know if you remember I had platform shoes in fourth I grade. I had, and I had I got, the uh, Spice Girl shoes too. Yeah, hey. me too. But so I, y'all have always been kind of like, know it though. We just 
Yeah. That was just that's just what it was. But see, ninth grade, my mom was like, "Okay, so here's the thing: you're not going to Thera. Figure it out." So she was hey, like, Shirley? "Yeah." She told me it was between Maze and North Atlanta. She was like, "Figure it though. out." So Alicia was like, "Look, my family, my whole family went there. Right, I'm going there." Right, and I don't want to leave my friends. And I, I love the hood so much. I'm like, I can't leave. If I go to Maze, they're gonna be, they're gonna have a little bit more money. They're not gonna be like me. If I go to a Maze, it just was stupid. Was I would have been at Maze too. That's I should have went to Maze because I low key really, wish I would have went to Maze. I probably would have graduated from there. But I yeah, actually, no. when I was when I was going to Thera, I was close to the Westlake um, school zone, but I wanted to stay with my Thera friends so bad just for me to stop. Because y'all had them. those. Because y'all had the way the child school system. The public school system is you, you are, you're you're fed to those different yeah, schools. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, you can choose, but you, you can have to go through like a magnet program. So you have to get like permission and audition and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I knew that because my friends auditioned for Tri Cities, and you, if you if you made the audition, you could go if you didn't live in yeah, the, in that zone. In the zone, yeah. Me, I wanted to go to North Atlanta too at one point too. It I, wasn't. It's first of all, it's a big misconception at the time. It was because everybody think like, oh, it's such a white school, well, it's blah, got blah, that blah, blah, blah. Listen, <laughs> the school is zoned in Bankhead. Well, yeah. it, it was it was ghetto. I knew a lot of trail, I knew a lot of trail lesbians that went to North Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, it was. That it would was like still... leave North Atlanta and then hang out at Underground Atlanta after school. <laughs> well, we, we, used to, we, we definitely used to do that <laughs> after mean, school. Let me tell you something. People probably did not know we was living at when they yeah. knew us. They probably had. Wait, no. Draco, were you out in high school? No, when that's a whole other story. Um, Two thousand eight ish. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she knew. <laughs> Look, I didn't know. I don't. I honestly, I it just slipped my mind. So, two thousand eight, around that time for, for her because it was. I mean, it really one for me. It was How old were you though? Then? I was nineteen. Oh, okay, that's still pre- that's kind of early though. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I was like really confused. I never grew up around gay people, so I didn't even know what it was, and I didn't know. I didn't know nothing, so I just didn't feel like I was did gay. You not, did you not like guys until you were nineteen? I didn't. I my the first memory of me being attracted to guys was when I was 17, 11th grade. I was oh, in really? That's yeah. funny. It's so funny that uh-huh. you say that because I was kind of the same way. I came out to my parents when I was, well, I came out to my mom when I was 15. Yeah. I was in the car with her and I just said, like, I was like, mom, I have a boyfriend. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah. <laughs> but I was scared for her Why to tell my dad. Why would you just come out so vague like well, that? Well, because... Um, because I had because to be completely honest, Draco, I had sort of the same experience as you. I didn't. Um, I wasn't attracted to anybody until I was. That was me. Yeah, like I wasn't. So if you ask me if I like boys previous to me actually seeing a boy and liking him, I said no. Yeah. But if you were to ask me if I like girls, I I might have. I might have lied because I thought that's what I was supposed to to be doing because. All my friends were dating girls. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I, so for me, I, and I've always been this way. I never tried to. I never tried to like be like super masculine. I never. So you just being yourself, your true yeah, self, all the time. Even when I was really young, I remember instances of like just being this way. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I I was the same way. I wasn't attracted to anybody until I was attracted, and that's when I knew. And when I and when I and when I decided that that's it, when I found figured that that's what it was, I was just open about it because yeah. my parents never gave me reason to believe that I shouldn't have been. Yeah. You know, so it so it was one of those things that was really easy for me. It took me a little while longer to tell my dad, but I was the out kid in school. You know, 
and even when I got to Clark, I was one of like the three only out boys in my yeah, freshman year. Yeah, that time class. it was really, really. I mean, of course, it was people that were out, but yeah. I mean, and that was, I remember Clark not even having a lot of men too. So now it's like a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all are men, and now you are, are also going to stand out even more because you are not technically quote unquote like them. Child, you know, I remember at one point, at one point in my life, people thought I went to Clark. Like I remember, I, yeah, Draco. I, I think I thought you went to Clark. Everybody too. Everybody <laughs> did because I would be up there every single day. My friend went there, and I would go to class with him all the time. See, and I would be sneaking into the comments. Out. We did that at Georgia State too. Remember, but I was doing that in high school. I remember um, before I graduated, I was with Tremaine and Tallis. We would be after school, and they had a friend that went to Clark, and we would be in the girls' dorms. Well, we were sneaking was school, into the cool school to go to if you were into like yeah, arts. I wanted and to stuff go so same. bad. Yeah. I was like, that oh yeah, I'm going here. Okay. And I remember mm-hmm. shout. You remember the restaurant shout? Uh-huh. I used to sneak in there with, with them. Like we used to just <laughs> go in there. Wow. We wasn't. I think you had to be 21 to go yeah, in there. Yeah, you did. And. I was 17. I was like, oh my God, we in here. What are we going to do? That's oh how I was God. in New Orleans when I had that drink for the first time. So oh, I wasn't I drinking. I don't know if my sister know, but she definitely got me my first alcoholic drink. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't touching no drink. I ain't like I was smelled. See, I, ain't, I, was, I felt like I knew myself. I'm like, I'll be good. Mm-hmm. I, I spent enough time and in And you were room. with your family, so yeah. it probably was not as And like, to be honest, I had just met my sister. <laughs> we, really? We, I, I didn't meet her until um like late, late in life. So we this was like our time. We were trying to like- Y'all you know, were bonding. Gonna, yeah, yeah, so her friends were there. We were all celebrating I was the youngest, so I still was kind of shy. But they were all part. You don't, you know, you don't want your little sister to feel left out. But yeah. I think when um, they made you feel comfortable, yeah, enough to do it, it was an interesting experience because I wasn't familiar with the bounce stuff. I was just like, oh, this is lit. Oh, oh my god. god! But I wasn't like turned up. I just was trying to peep the scene. But. Yeah, my first drink was at M Street. When really? I stayed at M Street, yeah. When we, it was, you remember Jamar? I don't the know. Jamaican guy. He, oh, oh you, yes, yeah, I yeah. do. He, he made gave me my first drink. <laughs> I know pictures from that birthday party. Okay, all right. Yeah, exactly. Shouldn't have brought it up. All right. Anyways, all right, so yeah. I have a question. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, but no, that was my first drink. But yeah, I know we got to get into this topic. I'm, cool. I'm, I'm, I mean, we I cover feel... a lot of the stuff that I have in notes, so yeah. this is great. Oh, you got notes? Yeah. Ooh, cool. profess. Oh, wow. And it's on an iPad, too. It's right. not, like, written down. Like, I'm kind of living. I'm off the dome. I'm really excited about this topic because recently, okay, I've been doing makeup for almost 10 years now. As of wow. recently, I've re- I've just recently known my worth. Hey, miss, brother. Been able to... No, seriously. I mean, I'm able to comfortably talk about pricing and yeah. I know what's the tea. Like, for real, for real, because... We'll get into that, but okay. yeah, I'm I'm ready for this. Well, okay, so my first <laughs> question, Brian Patrick Davis, exclamation point. So you mentioned um, Brian Mac- Michael Cox was like, let me, I can't talk straight. You mentioned Brian Michael. <laughs> you mentioned Brian Cox asked you to send an invoice, right? How did you determine how much to charge him? I didn't. I let him determine it the first time. Okay, and what- because I wasn't because, like I said, I had never thought of it in that way. You know, I was used to getting my biweekly check from Concrete Loop, and that being the extent of what I was doing. Okay, and I didn't realize that um, that what I was doing with these people was consultation. Yeah. Mm. Period. Yeah. And so, um, I, honestly, I can't. I don't even remember the dollar amount. I, but I do remember he was like, "This is what is appropriate, oh, and this okay. is what you should be. This is what you should be telling people when they ask you to." That's dope that he didn't. He wasn't like, "Here, yeah, twenty dollars." Yeah. You know, I, I know I mentioned Apple a lot, but I work with him a lot too at the Apple Store. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's I feel like you had a lot sure. of good experiences at the Apple Store. I like, met a lot of great a people. A lot of great people, for real. For real. Yeah. I work with Kelly Price a lot, all the time, actually. Wow. And Brian, her and Brian, my costume's coming out all the time. But um, I was the person that would bring the repairs out after they come back from repairs. So I had to, I had to like, meet with them. But it was dope. I was just like, oh, wow, this is a legend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay, so... When so now now I, I guess with experience with you getting doing more work and acquiring new talents like how do you decide when it's time to charge more or ask for more do you assess it based on the work or the client or like well it depends on what kind of job I'm doing so I do do a lot of freelance graphic design work and I have pretty much like a set rate for that mm-hmm. like I have um, a rate sheet that kind of that I that is general that I send to people when they ask when they inquire about doing graphic design jobs and it's basically like web design stuff is more like hourly and then I have if it's not consistent work I'll have just like a flat rate of like you know let's just say I'm doing um some album packaging usually I just have a flat rate for that because I know that's like a big undertaking and I know like okay I if if I have to do this many pages of artwork then I'm gonna charge this much um where it starts to get tricky is um when we're doing as as a group when we do jobs for creative direction um we have a really elaborate um layout of how we work which is split by percentages so um, let's say that we have, so we have like different pricing plans. So we have like a three month retainer, a six month retainer, a nine month retainer and a 12 month retainer. And we base that on how much work we have to do with a specific artist and what that artist requires. So in the, in those spans, let's say that our um, three month retainer is $9,000. What we do is they will cut a check for $9,000, $9,000 to et cetera, a production group. And then we split that check up based on an hourly, how much, how many hours we spent with the artists or doing, or doing whatever kind of work. Okay. So typically, um, because Devin and I, Devin is one of my business partners, is in the studio more and we work with the artists more, our percentage of that $9,000 will probably be bigger than... Casey's who just might be with that artist shoot day or with the makeup artist who just might be with that artist shoot day. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on um, it depends on how much work is involved, how many hours and what the retainer fee is. So like sometimes we do things where where we're not on retainer and it might just be like a one-off. Somebody might hire us and say, hey, we want you guys to come up with a concept for a photo shoot and we need hair, makeup, uh, wardrobe styling, and we need a creative concept and we need y'all to find the photographer. We might just set that price at whatever their budget might be $3,000 for the photo shoot. And we'll make it work. You know what I'm saying? So it really just depends. Um, and typically, we don't run into issues with um, payment unless unless it's some ghetto shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, can you keep that ahead of time, though? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes, um, 
you know, like when you're working with the artist, especially when you're on those retainers for long <laughs> periods of time, like six months to nine months and stuff like that, you form a relationship with those people. So sometimes you end up doing more work than what you would normally do because then you start caring about a person. Yeah. Agreed. And like what their their career, you know, what their career scope is and how, you know, you start having, you start being attached to yeah. it. So, um, and sometimes other people involved, not necessarily the artists, but their management, if they're signed to an indie label, usually I'll say that usually when it's indie labels involved, it's like, it'd be some. Like it'd be some they're bullshit. They're inexperienced. They, or they yeah. just are going with the flow. They just don't want to spend or money. It be, or not even that. Sometimes it'd be like, you know, like a lot of these hood niggas, like drug dealers, they be trying to legitimize their money by like starting record labels and investing it into like... And so sometimes that it can get a little dicey because they're used to working in a way that they're used to working. Yeah. So when you come with them with like invoices and budgets it's like they be re- they be having the money to cut the check but sometimes it's kind of like well what y'all need what you know what i'm saying it, yeah. it starts to be like and actually me and draco have been in i mean i i don't know if i know you probably got paid because they they know you and they like you but <laughs> <laughs> but that but that that I mean, me, me and Draco have worked together a lot on certain yeah. things. So, like, there, so there'll be times where, like, you know, um, where we've done the creative around something and Draco will be there to do the makeup. But see, sometimes, like, they don't value the creative the way they say, the, the same way that they value the makeup. Because the makeup is like, you know, makeup and hair is like, I can see that. That's something that I see. Girl, you just came up with some ideas. But also, we had to make those ideas come to life. You know what I'm saying? Like, those, there, there are things involved, but for an artist and for somebody that's protective over their artist, they're only thinking about the the tangible vis- visual the piece of result. it. Yeah, so it's like, they don't really care how the photo happens as long as it happens and they know that the focal point is the artist so the makeup and hair they be ready to pay for that yeah. but when it comes to the other shit they be like yeah that's no shade against it, it yeah. all works it all it's a, no that's i'm saying that's a, how, how they think and that's kind of that's fucked up yeah but but i mean that's 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 what happens. That's hard. Especially with people, and like, and it especially happens with those type of people who are not creatives. They're they're just people that that are cutting checks. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They want to know what their money is going to, and so they don't understand that that creative like that. Oh well, we need X, Y, and Z to to make it look like they're butterflies floating in the air. And, you know what I'm saying? They don't. That doesn't. That doesn't. It doesn't click with them. Yeah. So when you're dealing with people who are, especially in Atlanta, and we all do, we all deal with that. Like these people who just have this money that they want to put something into. They don't really know anything about the recording industry or the business side of creative or anything like that and they're just there to cut a check yeah Yeah. so um like i said we haven't run into a lot of problems but there have been times where it's been like girl (laughs) i I have a question well not really a question i just want to get your opinion on something so um i've noticed a lot that people really look at um like longevity and the, the how much energy you put into learning your craft and all that type of stuff like that. So recently I've come in contact with people in my industry that they're new, but they, 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 they know what they're doing. Right. So do you think that it's fair for people that have just come in the game to charge the same amount? Like, should they come in like set if they know that what they're doing is 
kind of up to par with people that's been in the industry for a minute. Is yeah. it okay to set the same price or it, should it, you know, be lower? Um, I, I do believe in, um, I think end result is really important. Like, I think that, you know, if... If I'm getting the same results, then I should pay the same amount. But I also do believe in paying dues. And I think that it's important that people, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't come, and and I get it, it's a lot of, like, young, hungry kids coming and doing, and, you know, they've been playing in makeup since they were 13, and when it's time for them to bust out, they ready to, you know, they're ready to, but... I think that like when you have people that have been around and have kind of like grinded and and know you know the ins and outs of uh, of of the industry, I do think it's important that people kind of like acknowledge that there are people that came before them and yeah. realize that you know just like you doing this, I'm doing it too, and I've been doing it a lot longer than you. Yeah. So if you're not getting the same thing that I'm getting, even though you might be just as good as me, I've been here longer. And you need to respect that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been doing it longer and, you you know. That's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I I have had a moment in the corporate realm where I have found out someone was making a higher salary than me. And while they have had more experience, they are not as good at it. And sometimes it sucks because I know that their salary got higher because they they've been there, been there, it's there. A right? So it, yeah. Exactly. So it's not fair for me to be asking for ninety thousand to be doing this or whatever. And I'm not making ninety thousand. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah but numbers. Y'all don't know what I'm making. Period. But uh, <laughs> but I'm, sometimes it's like now I know that's what they're getting. I'm kind of salty. But it's like at the same time I got to tell myself, well, if you if you stay four, here, five years in in seat like that, like they did, and it will happen. But I think. And if that person stops producing at the level that you're producing at, they're not gonna. That, if they were ever producing at that level, to be honest, yeah, they're gonna they're, <laughs> like companies notice that type of shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna be like, wait, this person, we're paying this person to do what? Yeah, like, right. no. exactly. And it does happen. So I try to make sure I like do stuff I'm not being asked to do. Like, oh, I see an opportunity in this operation. Let me try to do something. Yeah. But you know, then there's like things like. It is different in corporate America, I guess, because they're like, oh, well, we cap at 15% annually, so you can't get this much more. So it's like, all right, well, I'm going to leave, because if you go to another company, they'll pay me more. So I feel like people who are new, um, in like like how you gave an example of somebody who do, who's doing makeup, they're like, oh, well, such such paying that much. I'm not about to wait. If they have if they did Cardi B's makeup, then I can do Cardi B's makeup, and I'm not going to yeah. charge more because, I mean, yeah. less because they But normally that. that isn't the case here. I think the problem in Atlanta that I have with people is, is that they do the opposite. So they know that a person has been in the industry for a long time, they're like, oh, okay, I'm just going out numbers, they random numbers, but say, for instance, if I charged her um, for a do-and-go, like, I'm just going to pop up at her house, do her makeup, and leave, I'm charging 250 for that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a new person that's coming in, and they just want to do her because of who it is, and they're not looking at the longevity or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just they're like, oh, okay, I'll do it for one, a hundred. Like, come to your house, do your makeup for a hundred dollars. So, I feel like um, I run into that way too much when it comes like to new people. I that was show in the service, though. You know You what would mean? think so. But you know what? People people here are so cheap that they will be okay with it. With it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, they, they use, and also, like y'all said, it's that social media thing. Yeah. yeah. It, and mean, I tell people, it's because, like, even with, with experience, like, doing makeup for so long, and I'm just speaking for makeup because this is just what I do. Yeah. But... I do it's certain tech you do, <laughs> but it's certain <laughs> techniques 
that I do, like say for instance for red carpet, it's so many flashes and so much stuff to happen. So I go darker on foundation because all the flashes, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely go darker on the foundation and I don't use as much makeup. Just because I know it's gonna whatever, but yeah. you're doing these Instagram techniques on these red carpets, and you gonna and that's how you be on the shade room looking crazy and yeah. being on these on looking like a ghost, a ghost. Yeah. And, and we saw some ghosts last night. That's because they are not paying <laughs> makeup artists. Oh, okay, you know what good I'm saying? Makeup artists paying good makeup artists. So I just that's wish crazy. Me. That's so crazy. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's very important because. It's like y'all it's got the money for it. Like recently, who I feel like people were making fun of their, how they makeup look, and it's like now they gotta walk around with that look. Which somebody, one? Well, I want to say who. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, but it's like she somebody was probably trying to be cheap. Oh, you can do it. Okay, come on over now. We'll yeah. talk about this off the air. <laughs> yeah, because she mm-hmm. now she now she gotta represent this look that somebody did versus going the extra mile and getting somebody who actually cares about stuff like that. Like yeah. cares about how the flash looks. And I'm glad that people are exposing stuff like this. I don't know if y'all seen it. That girl who is like a beauty influencer and she had, she got invited to some event. Oh, she photoshopped and the whole she photoshopped body? the. the oh the yeah. yeah. Yeah, the brown skin girl yeah. with the yeah. pretty hair. She, she was so pretty. She was so pretty without the without the Photoshop. She, she added fullness to her hair. And she, everything. I mean, like she deepened the skin. Yes, and I was just like, wow. And now people are. You know, realizing that people are like, oh, hold on, wait. Right, yeah, well, that's I'm like, listen. Right, and there's plenty more. We all, I, yeah. <laughs> that's that came crazy. From, that's a mess, yeah. Um, what's a retainer? <laughs> also, like a retainer is basically like a flat rate where pe- where somebody like retains you. You work with me. You work for me. So no for extra this, stuff. Right. Okay. For this long. And for this amount of money. Okay. That's why and, and to me, I like being a retainer for people because yeah. because you I mean, I know that I'm I know that I'm gonna get paid and I know that the work is consistent and I know that you're gonna keep me around. And a lot of times with retainers, they end up getting renewed depending on how long they are. So like and I tell people that all the time, I would rather be on retainer with an artist or with somebody. And I know for a makeup artist, if you're on retainer with somebody, that means you're doing everything that they want you to do. You know what I'm saying? And, and that means you're traveling. It means that you're you know what I'm saying? Like I I prefer that because it's like it's consistent. I don't have to hustle you know what I'm saying it's like it was gonna get paid yeah yeah yeah. that that was me when I went on tour but that was new for me so I didn't even know what to ask for yeah, and so um, <clears throat> I kept asking around you know who's good about what about knowing what they're worth who Casey okay talk to him about I mean he he is very um, like he's very like this is what my day rate is yeah I don't know. Next period. And, and, like, and it's not even that I'm not comfortable with it, but for the longest, I mean, you know how where I started yeah. at with makeup and, you know, who I work with, but I'm like, I don't have people around me to steer me in that direction. Like, okay, you need to do this. They just focused on who I do, who I have in my chair yeah. and yeah. all that type of stuff. But I'm like, realistically, like, I got needs. I be wanting yeah, to look okay. cute and yeah, I want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's different things. So when it came time for me to figure out how much money I needed for tour, um, I was just like, you know what? Let me just sit down and try to figure this out on my own. So I literally got a pencil and a paper and they calculated I calculated all my bills. And I'm like, I need to be able to, because I'm going to be out of work for over a month. So that means that, I mean, that should just let you know, Draco, the next time you have that opportunity, you need to ask for more than what your bills are. Yeah. So I definitely was like, you know what? I need to be able to pay my bills at least two or three months after 
this is over. 100%. So I calculated it in, and then when I went forward with the number, I didn't say it first. I let them say theirs. Theirs was like four times what I came up with. So I was like, oh. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, so what am I really worth? Like, because people are willing to pay this money. And if they have it, they're going to pay it. Yes. If they have it, they're going to pay it. So, because I'm like, I'm comfortable with this. Especially if they like you too. Yes. I'm like, I'm comfortable with this. Like, this is what I'm comfortable with. And I can tell that your clients, they like having you around. You know what I'm saying? It's not just about, I mean, of course, your skill is is amazing, but people like the experience of being around you. You know what I'm saying? So that, so I mean, that it it is just that it's not just a service. It's also an experience. I think you said that earlier. Yeah. That's that's, why gratuity is a thing. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I really like you. Here go. Yeah. Extra whatever. Yeah. Um, how do you like, or maybe, maybe this came with the experience of like legitimized work. Like, do you have people, like when you, when it comes to um, pay or just any kind of service, like do you have to have a documentation to make sure they don't try to like. Yeah. I always, I always send an invoice over before, um, and well, not only that, I send a quote most of the time first. Um, with um, the packaging for um, the creative direction stuff, we have like a whole like PDF that we send over to people with you know like contracts and stuff like that to make sure that it's that it's legitimate. Um, with graphic design stuff. Um, because that can be so flighty and because I get people that hit me in DMs all the time like, hey, can you do cover art for my new single, Shake That Ass Quick? You know, <laughs> you know that for, with that, I'll send them over, like, I'll send them over a rate card and then once they agree to the rate card, I send them over an invoice and I, and, and depending on who you are, like, if I know you really well or if I don't know you at all, um, I will ask for 50% of the invoice up front. Period me. <laughs> I just started doing that about a year and a half ago. Yeah. I mean, it just depends. That's like fair. I mean, because yeah. people can try to... Somebody read me about it. That's the only reason why I started. Really? Uh, oh, make another make Even they charge $20 to book. Yeah. Period. Just a whole like, slide. If, if y'all mm-hmm. were to ask me to do something, I wouldn't be like, oh, um, I need $50 up front. But when it's, when it's people that I'm not familiar with, yeah. then I... You know, yeah. when it's clients, you know, people coming up. And that sets the tone, too. Yeah. It's like, okay, I know he's not playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and you know, my invoices, all my lo- all my stuff, like, it looks nice. It's, yeah. You know, so I, so I make sure that people realize, like, you know. You ain't playing. Yeah. What do you do when it comes to, like, travel? So you have, I guess that's also rolled into your fees and stuff. But do you have, like, per diems or the type of, like, do you require a specific hotel or? I'm gonna be honest. When I do, when I'm done stuff in LA or, um, well, in New York, I require a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> but when, um, when I want to do things in LA or when I'm doing stuff in LA, I just stay with my friends when I'm there. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? My best friend, yeah, my best friend lives in LA and I have a lot of, I have a really good network out there. Um, my mentor lives out there. So I, you know, I don't typically, I'm not really weird about that. Um, I will say the last time I was in LA and we were doing some work, the only thing that I was kind of like, that I would require was, um, cars, like, yeah. cause you know, getting around in LA can be expensive. Um, I need y'all, I need to be picked up and yeah. taken to where, you know, if it has I to feel bad about stuff about like that. I mean, like when I'm on the road or if I'm doing a job or something like that, I, I, I don't be trying to be too picky just because I don't want to look like whatever, but 
I should uh-uh. Draco, let me tell you something. I'm going to just tell you one story. Because I haven't had a lot of horror stories. Like, you, typically, if you ask for something that's not without, that's within reason, like, people aren't going to trip. But, like, one time I got hired to do something in New York. It was a BET thing. It was BET something. Mm-hmm. And they, I had never flown Spirit Airlines before. Oh, and they booked me a spirit flight. They tried it. To, go, to get there. Yeah. And I didn't know that you had to pay for like your bag, your seat, oh, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. So when I got there, you know, I'm paying for all of this shit that, you know, after they had already paid for my ticket. And when I got there, like when I got there to work, mm-hmm. I said, I need for y'all to book me a different airline coming back. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that again. That was the most uncomfortable expensive experience ever. Yes, yeah. it, it was just not it yeah. was and I told them I said I'm not flying back there yeah. on Spirit. With flights I am a little picky only because now I know the importance of um Sky Miles. Yeah. Oh. Only for, like uh with Sky Miles, yeah, she did put me on that. <laughs> um the importance of Sky Miles and then also like you said the bags because I've You got to take your kid. I have to take and my kit and my clothes. On. Yeah, and I've damaged so much makeup on flights. Like, yeah. didn't because I need to bring it as a carry on, and I need to bring my clothes as a carry on sometimes because I'm I'm like you're there for quick. Like, yeah, yeah. I, the only reason why I want to bring my clothes on for carry on too is because I've had situations where my bags were late and I had to wear the same outfit and couldn't take a shower and stuff. Oh, sweetie, on, you know? I went to Italy in December and my bags didn't make it to Italy. We had to like stop at. H&M before we checked into the hotel and buy like two days worth of clothes. They delivered our bags the next day. Okay. Mm. But but it was just one of those things where I was like... You had to act quick. Yeah, I yeah was like, it's like oh once you gosh. get off a plane, you want to take a shower, you feel all Especially dirty. when you're on a late, uh, like you're a long or a late yeah. flight, you be wanting to just... Yeah. So it's, I have to just... Don't put me on spirit. I If I'm booked spirit on my own, that's, that's me. That's because I booked it. Yeah. And I, I chose to do that. I would. I would. I'm going to Miami. It'll be 30-minute 30, 30 flight, 30-45-minute flight. I'm getting on Spirits. Okay. $70. You know who has a lot of um, good flights to Miami for the low is... Um, American? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I one time paid $40 for a flight. I from- paid 66 through um, Frontier. And actually, it's, it's it's budget, but it's way better than Spirit. It's way better than okay. Spirit. Anything is better than Spirit. I feel like the plane be I mean, you can walk to Miami and have a better experience. I mean, you can get, start walking right now. And you'll okay. Be, <laughs> All right. All right. American, though, they they typically have good good prices. But still, just fly Delta. Keep it consistent. I want, well, so you can well, get medallion, my first, medallion. After I got off tour, I did a lot of reevaluating with my personal business. And I'm like, you know what? I need to really crack down on my prices. I need to get a little bit more stricter with my, you know, like when people find me out and stuff and like Draco, that. And Draco, you know what What seriously will help you with that? I've, I've come to realize that because I believe, it's so funny, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. They were like, do you pay for Photoshop? I was like, yeah, I pay for it every month because right I believe that... No, no, not but not not just that, but I believe that if I don't pay for it and I'm using like an illegal copy of it, I'm not respecting my my art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I also realized that with having um with 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 et cetera production group and with my personal graphic design stuff, like having things in writing, it forces it to be concrete. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like if you have a forced like priceless that's written down that you can just send to somebody like this is what it is. I'm not bullshitting you. This is what I send to everyone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not special. 
not not I don't mean I get it in that it. way, but it's no, like no, no, no. I'm not I'm not just coming up with a price because you're you. This is what I charge. This is what I this is what I value myself at. It forces you to to reinforce that to other people because they're gonna take you seriously if they see that you have Something for them to look at, yeah. you know? okay? Because you're not, it's not one, something running a notepad, a screenshot, and yeah. Instagram, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did a, that, that, wedding, that wedding, I did a wedding in San Jose, California. I remember when you, I remember, and that was my first gig after I had to do like some reevaluating, and it went well. Like yeah. I had my price set really good, um, my contract was done, and then I requested a good flight. I was on Delta, y'all. Damn, there you go. Cool. See, all that stuff is important. It is. You're it right. Because even when I travel with my job, which I have, I don't do a whole lot, I even make sure I get the hotel I want, the flight I want, because y'all, y'all don't reimburse me anyway. Yeah. So make sure it's worth it. Um, you mentioned your mentor. I'm actually going to, it's also on the notes list. Uh, um, so you, you have a mentor. Is this someone that you worked under, or did you somebody you just kind of gravitated towards because they're in a, a like um, room. Um, so interestingly enough, um, I met my mentor in maybe 2007. Okay. Uh, her name is Ethiopia Habtamarium. She's the president of Motown Records, and oh. she's from Atlanta. She okay. grew up. She grew up off Enon Road. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she and she's been. Around, I mean, she's been in the industry for years. She worked at LaFace, um, okay. and she has really like grinded and made her way. Th- like to the top like yeah. she's one of the only she's she's under 40 she is one of the only uh black female ex- presidents oh, executives wow. you wow. know there there are not a lot of black executives working at the top of the music yeah. industry that's I mean and that's something that people really do need to know and it's because so many people above you know so many people that have had those opportunities to work in those offices they haven't nurtured anybody underneath them to kind of like take the reins um, but at the time she was working as Carrie Hilson's project manager but not only that she was also like the vice president of publishing at Universal Motown. I mean, Universal Music Group. So she, I mean, she had, she has legitimate you know, jobs that are, she was she was making shit shake. Yeah. Like at an mm. early at an early time, she signed all the best producers back then, all the best songwriters. Like she's the reason why music was the way that it was, and she's an incredible A and R. I mean, she just is. She's amazing. But um, I met her. I'll never forget, we were sitting in the car in front of Arden's Garden in Little Five Points. That was the first time I ever met her. And she was just playing me music. And um, she was playing me Carrie's music. And Carrie was in the car because I met Carrie first. Um, And ever since then, she's just been, I mean, she, I mean, she's just incredible. Like, I I don't have any other way to. I can't even imagine being connected to somebody with that kind of experience. Yeah. I mean, she literally has done it all. Like, she's done it all. And it's only, um, you know, she is responsible for signing quality control to Motown Records. Like, she's the reason why the Migos uh, I mean, she's, she is the reason for that. She's really bringing the, bringing, um, the culture of Atlanta, putting it on a, on a main stage with, um, Coach K and P. Like, that's, that, She's responsible for that. You know what I'm saying? Where did she start? Um, being an intern at, um, I think her first internship was at LaFace. That's dope. Uh So I have a question um, about that. I have actually three questions, but this is off subject. This is about what you were saying about quality control. Oh, okay. So 
when is that considered like a record label? Yeah, they are. They're they're considered a record label, but um, because they have a distribution deal through Motown and Motown is distri- uh, distributed through Capitol Records, it is considered an imprint. So, okay. um, um, but yeah, they are a record label. I always wondered that. So it's kind of like how Cash Money. I mean, Young Money is under Cash Money, but Cash Money is under Universal Republic. Got you. Yeah. Okay. See, I people know, see I people that. see. That's the thing. Like people get it confused, and that's and that's why I said it's so important that Ethiopia is doing what she's doing because she's a black president. Yeah. She is the mm. person that's cutting the checks. Whereas, like when you are when you are when you have a distribution deal through a major label like a Universal Republic or a Sony Columbia, you know, people don't realize it's still white people cutting checks. Yeah. So oh, yes. so it's you know. Okay, so now I get it. So yeah. she's at the, I mean up here. Yeah, yeah. And she, okay. Yeah. I get it. Mm. And she I mean she calls her own shots. Okay. And co- and coach literal goals. Yeah, coach yes. coach and P can call their own shots too because quality control is their label. But you know what I'm saying? All of their artists might not necessarily So when you so let's okay, let's say that we're starting a, a record label, OD Records. Okay. <laughs> and let's say that Manifest. we... Right. <laughs> and let's say that we sign an artist's name... Kia. Kia. <laughs> you play too much. <laughs> and then we sign another artist's name... Pooh. Pooh. Okay. Kia and Pooh. <laughs> so let's say that we have a... We have a dish... We, we acquire distribution because um, Atlantic Records likes Kia so much... Kia will then be a part of the OD Atlantic umbrella. Okay. Okay. They might not fuck with Pooh that much. Mm. So Pooh might not, not might not necessarily have a distribution deal through Atlantic the way that Kia does, but Pooh is still signed to OD Records. Okay. But in a, most instances, if a record label believes in an imprint enough and they believe in their talent, like, like for instance, like with Wonderland Records, Janelle Monae's record label, Epic Records, when they signed Wonderland Records, they signed all of their artists because they believed in what it was that they could do. That doesn't always happen, but in most situations, it does. You know, I found out who Janelle Monae was because of you. Actually, uh-huh. <laughs> and she was your number for Halloween. I sure was, and this was a long. <laughs> I remember time ago. that too, though. Yeah, <laughs> and I, um, she's on my friend list on Facebook, but I remember adding her a, a long time ago, and now I'm just like, oh my god, this is this is crazy. Yeah, but, um, that's the homie. I love Janelle so yeah, much. So I have a question about um, bartering services. So I think that my problem with it now, because. I feel like it can be beneficial, but how do you go about stuff if you feel like you've been bartering, you decided to barter a service with somebody and it's chapped? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're like, like... Like you looking at it first or you thought? Well, Well, Draco, I don't think you need to be doing that no more. I'm going to be honest. Just because I know what's in your portfolio and I know what your work looks like, I don't think nobody should be like, oh, well, you can have these photos if... Yeah, I mean, it's certain. I mean, because I'm going to get the photos anyway. I think that what I do, why I do it now is because a lot of the times when I'm doing those type of services is because of somebody else's concept. Oh, okay. And so now when I do it, it's because so hey, you're I trust. So you it more so for the relationship building. Not a, Yeah, that and then also the content because now it's my, it's 
all my creative directing. Like, even okay. now, the last shoot I did recently, I styled it. Oh, wow. Wow. So, because I wanted it to look a certain way. So, yeah. now it's all my concept. It was concept. your concept. Yeah, okay. like, even before. Well, then that's different because that means that you're, that's different, though. That's different because not only are you doing the makeup, you are doing the concept. Yeah, because I wanted. So, you, because somebody might not. And this is no shade against you, but so if you come to me, not me, I would trust you. But yeah. if you come to a photographer and you say like, oh, I want to creatively direct this shoot. They're like, well, nigga, you're not a creative director. Yeah. So sometimes you do have to do that to 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 allow people to trust that you can do it first. I understand that. That makes sense. I to think me. now, though, like some photographers, I, I can get at least 90 percent. Like if I can get over 80 percent of what my vision was done I'm satisfied yeah. but now I'm running into like people that suck yes and I'm like so what do I say cause now they keep hitting me up like oh so w- let's do this let's do this let's do this and I'm like That's I right. owe them right realistically so I'm, I have to do it but I'm like Ugh. I don't just know just say you're booked <laughs> that only can work for so long no you Draco it's literally somebody always on your page with their makeup done okay. it, it can work for as long as you need it to work <laughs> yeah Period. I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like, like you said, people are paying for an experience, but now I'm so invested in, like, studying different styles and trying to come up with different concepts and just looking at past artists and seeing what they've done. And even just, like, looking at red carpet stuff, because realistically, I'm from Atlanta. I lived here. I ain't lived nowhere else. So I kind of adapted this type of style of art that I do. But now, if I want to go to L.A. and I want to start working with different people and Say, for instance, if I want to just fly to L.A. during award season. Right. And just I'm, make yourself available for whoever. Yeah. I, st- I want it to be like a, a situation where they're looking at me and like, okay, his work is versatile. He's able to do this yeah. and that. Yeah. Instead of me just doing the green brown crucial eyebrows all the time. I feel like I don't, I feel like I don't, I haven't seen you do that. I've done it. It, it wasn't as not intense recently. As ever, no. Yeah. I haven't. Um. I, mine wasn't as intense, but oh, it was there. The chalk was there. <laughs> yes, the chalk. <laughs> the chalk was there. Okay, I could pull up some. Yeah. I don't ever remember seeing that. That oh, from yeah. you and me. I had like, chalk. Drake, I tried it. I feel, <laughs> no, for real, for real. I promise y'all. I feel like Keisha K. York got um glitter glit sticks for me, but that's another story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So one more question about some, the mentor thing. Do you have mentees, or are you? Do you feel like you're at that level where no, <laughs> <laughs> not because I don't want to, but just because I don't feel like I have any right to be telling people what to do or Ooh. guiding them. You I think Brian McCall told you a long time ago that you do. You do. <laughs> what I, but what I'm saying is, I wouldn't feel right. You know, like I think that you should have. I, I think that you should start to mentor people when you're when you're at a level where you feel like satisfied with your goals and your accomplishments. And not saying that I'm not satisfied with my accomplishments, but there's so many other things that I want to do and I want to continue to work. And so I wouldn't feel comfortable like, you know, telling somebody like I, I don't know. I just don't I'm think sure I Ethiopia felt the same way. Now, I look, love her name. I know, me too. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Obviously, I know it's the name of a country, but it's just like, that is... Yeah. And she is Ethiopian. Yeah, there you yeah. go. She is? Uh-huh. I'm naming my daughter. I was going to ask that mom, like, that would be ignorant to ask. Yeah, she's... <laughs> yeah. Like her, mom, like, her mom and dad are... I mean, like, they... Wow. Yeah. I'm glad that she's from Ena, because you know what? I mean, this That's, is so... That was goals living on Kamatoro. Yeah. I wanted to live on Ena. I saw a house for sale on Ena recently, and it was ragged, but I was going to make I'd be happy to just see people that come from where we come from that are just Seriously? high up like that, because we... 
I think us in particular, like just we know people that we grew up with that are just. I mean, like you wouldn't even think that we knew them. Yeah, and that's yeah. no shade, but. It's yeah, it's rare. Like, when we were in that time, they were looking at us like we was tripping. Yeah. But now the table, the table didn't even really turn. The table just got wiped off, and now it's just like, oh my god! And it's not like a, a. I always use the word elitist, but I'm. It's not to be an elitist. It's just literally like wild. Like the mentality is just different. So yeah. I used to always look at Ena. I used to just drive. Sometimes I would take the, the long way to go to Camp Creek. I would just go down Ena when I stayed right down County Line, and I would just be like, man, oh my god! Like yeah. you stayed out County Line, and I stayed every Camaro zip code I lived. In. I lived on Allen. <laughs> Drive the first street before Enon. It's the last street before Enon. Okay, it's that little dip, that little hill across from that little reservoir. Yeah, we didn't move that much, but we definitely stayed in the same apartment for nine years. So oh, yeah, we didn't stay nowhere more than a year. So I yeah. was um. I mean, I go get gas on County Line now. To yeah. My mom, my County Line is a good end to be on, in yeah. my opinion. My, um, my mom, her cleaner, Ponder's Cleaners. Okay, that. I remember, I can see the sign in my head. Yeah. So your parents still shop in the neighborhood? Yeah. I my mom that. doesn't, my mom rarely leaves Southwest Atlanta. Well, I love um, that. What like, kind of work do your parents do? Well, my mom is retired, but yes, she used goals. to be. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. My mom is retired, but she still works. Like she's um, she's a licensed parliamentarian, and she's the uh-huh. um, a licensed parliamentarian. They're like one of those people that does like um, make sure like procedures and stuff are followed during meetings and stuff oh, like okay, that. Okay, okay. So she does um, like my, my mom is the parliamentarian for um, Jack and Jill. She does um, um, she does a lot of work with um, she's an AKA so she does a lot of parliamentary work for the AKAs as well. Okay. Um, and she I don't know if she's the current president but she at one point, she was the president of the Georgia chapter of the National Parliamentarians yes. Association. So she still yes. works all the time. Matter yeah. of fact, my mom is um, she's uh, booked to do some work in um, Jamaica um, in a couple weeks, and I'm going with her. So don't that. be matchy. Not just <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's dope. Um, so before that, before my mom retired, she was the executive director of the Diabetes Association of Atlanta, and then before that, she was a real estate attorney, and she had her own practice with one of her best friends, who's also a Sarah, um, uh, who's also AKA. And also, when I was a kid, before that, while she was still practicing law, she owned a catering business, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's a young so, blood. when I was young, <laughs> when I was young, I spent a lot, and that's another thing, um, when I was young, I spent a lot of time after you know after my mom got finished with her regular job she would go straight to the catering business and she was doing like a lot of you know she did a lot of events in the city you know for the mayor and stuff like that like they did a lot of so I was always around um I've always I know y'all holiday food be lit okay (laughs) I I love Christmas at at my house Thanksgiving is not as big of a deal for food as Christmas is at our house we really have like bomb Christmas dinners but Mm. but yeah like so my mom has done a lot my dad has um my dad teaches at Clark Atlanta University okay. he works in the business department he's been there since um I was born um I mean since before I was born obviously <laughs> um and um he was the dean of the business school for a long time but he prefers to teach he doesn't like the administrative part of um yes. so he um yeah he 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 likes to teach he likes interacting with students more than having to Delegate to faculty, so that wow. is so dope. That's yeah. so inspiring. Yeah, I bet when people ask your mom what you do, she probably like nothing. Like how you do nothing because you do so much. <laughs> uh, my mom always just my mom. She's always you know when she was a real estate attorney, she just used to say, oh you know, I. 
I do real estate. And but but now now when people ask her what she does, she I'll, like my mom does a lot during the day. Like she I can imagine. Like she does a lot. So when she asks when people ask her, like, oh, you know, my mom would be like, Oh, I'm retired. And I'll be thinking to myself, like, girl, you be doing more in your retired life than you was doing going <laughs> to work. Say, every day. I don't like telling people that I what I do for real for especially when I'm dating. Like if I'm meeting somebody new for the first time and they don't know already know me, I always just tell them I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make a party. Well, Let's leave it at that. I don't like when people ask me. I, I tell them what I do, but then they don't understand it. And yeah. It don't make sense. So it's just like, I just, I work. I, work I think because your job is very specific. It's not. Oh, it is. You're right. It is. It I don't is. Like, Especially when it I don't like to having to qu- answer questions because then I tell people what I do and they ask me who I've worked with and this and that. Just da, da, da. go to my Instagram. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like to do that because they go there and then they start asking questions. And, and then they, 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 they want to be a friend. It changes it. And I'm like, I want you to just know me first before you get there. Are you dating anybody right now, Draco? I'm not, but um, I'm sure you'll be happy to hear this. I ran into my ex yesterday, Eric. Oh, I don't know Eric. Sorry. Yeah, you was you. Yeah, you don't know Eric, but you would have liked him a lot. Okay. He was probably one of the most. He's a creative. Yeah, he was probably one of the most intellectual boys I've ever dated in my life. Yeah, because you was know, one of my you, favorite. It was a time when you was only into thugs and drug dealers. <laughs> Next subject. <laughs> I swear not. I just, I mean, are you dating anybody? Oh, you already said earlier. Well, you said you weren't. Are you dating? Having sex. You didn't say you were dating or not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice smile. Okay. <laughs> okay. You, we'll talk about it off the air. That's fine. Okay. Um, well, about, okay my, one last question, and then we're going to wrap. Do you, do you have another question? Um. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, uh-uh. No, I, well, um, I want to know: Are there things that you hope to attain in your career, like things that you that's like a, a legit goal, or things that you have an interest in? Um, I think for me, I just want to be. I, you know, one thing I have noticed about um, this kind of like surge of people working as professional creatives is a lot of times, like you see. I, I, I have no desire to be known. Like, mm, I don't want people that's too to... too late. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't... I have no desire. You know how, like, some people are like, you know... You gotta they, be here. Gotta they, be have, here. They, have, they have an amazing skill set, but, but they're also an influencer. Like, people, mm-hmm. they can walk down the street and be recognized. And yeah. I, I'm not you interested in that. a regular life, be peaceful, but also... Yeah, and I, yeah, and I want people... I want the people that matter to know who I am. Yeah. And yeah. when I say the people that matter... I mean the people that are cutting the checks that are giving you know yeah, I, I know I, want, I didn't matter because I, I ain't went to some girl <laughs> I, it was a point in my life where I actually did like I used to just not necessarily do things so people can know me but I was just like into it like but I Draco, wanted to be but known. also Draco you I think that you've gotten to a, a point in your career where it's kind of inevitable for you to be to, for you to be in the in in not known but Adjacent to certain people, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it, that. Just I think sometimes that happens naturally. But for oh, me, yeah, now I don't. I don't be. I don't be. I promise y'all. I just don't. Want, I don't want nobody to know what I be doing. <laughs> like I you just. Come to we even now. People like I know you from somewhere. I follow you. Me yeah. and I'll be like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> creepy. Yeah, I'm like, yes, girl. But um, but yeah, to answer your question, like um, I would love to be involved in um, well. It's kind of happened already, but 
That's a good question. I think I just want to be consistently always doing something. I don't like. Amen. I don't like being still. I don't like. I like. I like to always consistently be doing something. But um, I think um, I want to be a part of a project or a song that is um, notably recognized at at the Grammys. Not even Mm. necessarily won a Grammy, but. Just, um, just even being in a room. Yeah, and also, and also, um, I want to. Um, I kind of have this new thing that I'm doing, where um, I've been sort of project managing um, a couple of queer artists and bands. Yeah, and um, I want to be a part of making that something that's more mainstream. Um, I think it's important that um, you know queer people have music that they feel like is relatable to them in their situations. Like, you know, it's cool. I, you know, I can sit at home, I can sit at home and, um, sing Keisha Cole all day long, but our experience is not the same. You know what I'm saying? I can feel the emotion that she feels, but it's still never going to be the same experience. So I think it's important that our stories are told. Um, and I think that, um, I want to be instrumental in kind of like making that sort of like a thing where, um, more real life queer stories are told and they're not always about things that are hidden or about you know I think it's great that those stories are told but every time you hear about you know it's always got to be something dealing with you know HIV or drug use yeah. or uh, or somebody being in the closet or some you know yeah. but there, there the narrative are, has changed so much yeah it has and there are other stories even though those stories are important mm-hmm. there are other stories that are just as relevant to queer life than those yeah so I I, I think that everybody should. I think everybody should have something that they can relate to on the spectrum. So, yeah. Oh, God. I feel like this was so good. It was. I had fun. It was amazing. Yes. <laughs> it was amazing. It turned out better than what I expected. Oh, I thought it was going to be. But you were very, I mean, I don't know if you, like, planned, but you were just very, like, naturally flowing into the subject. It, like yeah. you were, I had a lot of stuff on here, and I was like, all right, delete. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm more, she's more, <clears throat> she's more organized, and I'm more off the dome. Oh, okay. <clears throat> You're a project manager, right? She's a project manager. Yeah, I'm more off the dome. I, I like to just, you know, you know feel, feel the flow. So, but yeah. for me, it's hard to bring it back when things get off track. So I try to like mentally make blocks. Because sometimes I listen to podcasts and they'll start something and then they don't come back to it. I'm like, but what happened? Yeah, what happened yeah, after yeah. that? But I don't always write notes. And this today was more detailed because we have a guest. But typically, when it's me and him, I'm like, Y'all just this, this, right. this. Yeah. All yeah. right, whatever happened because it's open discussion. And that's what the OD stands for. Hanana. <laughs> 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 I like. <laughs> wow, she a schoolboy. It's uh, oh shit. I like. I'm LRK Pooh. Don't get wow, it wow. Pooh and Kia. We back, baby. They, want, they don't want to sign me, but I'm back. I'm an indie, independent artist. All right, cancel. anyway, guys. So <laughs> cancel, cancel, <laughs> cancel me. <laughs> Period, Pooh. Okay, so um, this week we're actually going to um allow our guests to share the hotline highlight for the week. Um, what you got, Brian? Okay, so hotline highlight for the week black owned businesses two of them that have to do sort of like with beauty and cosmetic both of them so the first one is the six lab okay run by one of my best friends in the world my sister superstar her instagram is superstar the creator she is uh one of the most amazing 
lock stylist in Atlanta. She does everybody's locks, everyone's, yeah. and she's fire with it. Like she's just she's fire. She's the best. She's the I best. Was just, I was just on Veterans, Veterans Memorial. Uh huh. She's the best. So if you have locks and you're in the city of Atlanta and they need grooming, um, go to her. I want she's, her to start mine when I'm ready to commit. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the second black owned business is the Tooth Fairy ATL. Okay. Oh, I did. Uh huh. She is in Little Five Points inside the bazaar, inside of Cedric's, the jewelry place that's right in front. Her name is Brittany. She is amazing. She did some stones in my teeth, and um, she is she's an entrepreneur. Does she um, do grills? They do grills in there, but she just does the stones. The stones, okay. But it, but they do do grills in there. Okay, I'm looking Cedric forward to the grill. grill. Why don't you just go to the Metro Mart? Okay, we're talking about black business. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, her Instagram is the Tooth Fairy ATL. She's popping. Her name is Brittany. Tell her Brian sent you. Yeah. She, she's amazing. She has um she does deals on Sundays. So if you go on Sundays, they might be a little bit cheaper than they are regularly. Okay. She does um Swarovski crystals. She has gold pieces that she can put in. That's your what mouth. I was about to ask. Yeah. Because I kind I wanted yes. you ever seen a Nike check one? She has the Nike check. Oh, but you got to order it before. She, got so it. go to her. She's amazing. She okay. just gives me Monica vibes. You know, Monica got them diamonds. Yeah, yeah. Teeth. Yes, kick down your dough and smack, smack your cheek. <laughs> just to show you Monica, Monica not having that, that shit. Okay. Poo and kill. So, yeah. Um, Superstar the creator at the Six Lab and... Um, the Tooth Fairy ATL. Okay, both. I'm gonna put all the information in the episode description. So make sure y'all click the link and follow, follow, hey. follow. And what about you? What's your social media? Oh handles? yeah. Oh yeah. So my social media on everything is at Black Socialite on Instagram and Twitter. I don't do the Snapchat. <laughs> I do. It's a cool I don't do the Snapchat, and I don't do the Facebook either. Okay. <laughs> my Facebook is reserved for my family. I'm rarely on there. Like I was on there the other day at like three o'clock in the morning on accident, and my uncle sent me a message. It was just weird. Oh it's, no. Yeah, it's weird. I'm on your Facebook friend list, so I feel like. Oh, but somebody. yeah, but <laughs> that was years. <laughs> but, see, but that's the thing. My Facebook. The, only people that I really know in real life yeah. are on my Facebook. Same. I, there's nobody on my Facebook that I don't know. Same. So, I, um, so yeah. But I, but my favorite social media is Instagram. I mean, not Instagram, Twitter. I'm stuck at Instagram. I'm not good at it at all. But you know what? That's good because when I go on your page, it's just so only good quality pictures. You're not just posting all day. Yeah. It just looks good. Yeah. So it's cool. I actually said that earlier today. Like, I think people that just post selfies, you can tell that they don't have friends because <laughs> they don't have no friends that want <laughs> to take photos of them so they, they have a Alicia is so extra she what will take her own What's so she has so many like tripods, tripods and, and shit. She be taking care. That's most these nobody took. That's yeah, that's she's not travel alone, so I have to get my pictures set up. Yes, you can uh, shoot this one and Iceland. Oh, but see, that's bomb. Yeah, no, nobody. She taught me how to do it from my watch. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I don't either. have an Apple Watch, so I'm not rich like y'all. What? <laughs> Let me ask you this: Do you have a HomePod? Uh, no, I'm not. That's too. I'm not with that. I'm not. I can't. I love my HomePod. I'm scared that it's hearing me because you know. Okay, I know that Apple is really secure. I trust it and all that good stuff. But I feel like I've seen enough scenarios like with me saying stuff and it's on my computer. I don't like that, and I know I can't do nothing about it. But I, hey Siri, it works just fine. <laughs> 
I love my watch. Maybe if I when I get my new home because it'll be bigger. Because since I'm always in my room, my phone does everything I need it to do. But HomePod, I missed the the era where I could have got half off. So is it better than Alexa? I love yes because it's thing with the Apple ecosystem. Don't ever question the compatibility of an Apple product versus another. Hey, that talk that talk, sis. See, you should have kept your job at Apple as a little part time. Yeah, I actually tried to, but I literally lost interest because I was making double my salary. Yes, and I was just there, and I was just like, I don't want to do this. I actually went back last holiday season for five weeks and I quit. I and quit on the third on, week. And, and that's on period. Poo. It's on period, but I'm well connected up there. They, they will always take me back, but there's no position up there that I want that because they 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 all face customers. Mm-hmm. People come in the Apple store, they're very demanding. Very demanding. And that's fine. I don't mind that because I know it's a premium product, but there are just some things Apple can make this pretty Where you be like, vague. girl, shut up. Right. And so it's fine. I met a lot of cool people there, so it's cool. I would go back if I needed a job real bad because I know I could go back, but I love the freedom I have in corporate America, so... Mm. Oh, and also my website, brianpatrickdavis.com. Yes. And um, etcproductiongroup.com for the Etcetera Production Group website. That's etcproductiongroup.com. And all that will be in the description. It's true. We'll put it all down. And you got a book. Oh, yeah. And I have a book, Songs About Boys, on songsaboutboys.com. It's available at any retailer, um, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble. You can get it, you know. Is it on Audible? No, is that an audio book? Yeah. No. Okay. And so that's the thing. My friend wants me to really do an audio book. That's of the best it, way I listen to books. But I cannot. I don't want to sit there and read. And yeah. Re-read, and you know yeah. you're gonna be rereading stuff because you have to get it right. I can understand that. You can pay people that. to do it, but they can't tell your story like how you want to. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do. Don't it. But what's interesting? I have been talking to a friend of mine about developing. Um, Developing a fiction podcast around the book, so having oh. like voice actors and stuff oh, do wow. it, and be able to include original music from um, from you know my friends that are singers and songwriters that to like make it to like flesh it out. I think yeah, I I've think Issa Rae did something like that. I think it was called Fruit, and mm-hmm. it was about the football player. And yeah, yeah, but it was like a yeah, but yeah, yeah. that would be cool. so that might be in the works. I really would love for it to be a series, but. You know, that costs a lot of money. So I, I think <laughs> somebody can put you on retainer. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. Goodbye. And I, like, that's the thing. Like, if people, uh, we were talking about that earlier. Like, all these reboots and shit like that. There's plenty of rig- original content that y'all could be turning into series and, and movies and shit like that. But y'all trying to reboot everything. Like, I'm over it. Boot out. I'm over it. Late boot boots. Out. Yeah. Bad I don't watch nothing. I, I literally watch three shows at the moment um, Pose, Euphoria, and and um posing euphoria god don't I, you love euphoria yeah Listen. i haven't seen the last episode so i haven't watched it either i watched the one last night like, no, zendaya shot don't get an oscar or whatever they get for tv shows yeah she needs an really, mdr globe for yeah, that, that. i, I mean, love the fact that she's putting um they put i like music so i like the fact that she's putting new female rap artists yeah. songs on there on there I love that show. I actually it's got very to, real. Too. Yeah, I got to go to a pre-screening of it. Um, the HBO's um, their diversity department did a, a, yes. a pre-screening of it here in Atlanta, and um, I was like, "Wow, this show is really fucking it good." Is. It is. Shout out to Drake, one of the executive producers. Yeah. It's phenomenal. I agree. Very detailed, and I think it's relatable for all ages, not just because even though it's a high school, yeah. you know, thing. But that's a, they be going through some real shit for real. Very. I didn't real. even know that the girl, details. the girl was the actual trans actor. Oh yeah, Jules. Actress. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. I she is her beautiful too. I was. I would have Instagram. Like she. Wow. <laughs> I'm going all the way down to when she was in high school. Me too. 
I'm like, wow. Before she uh, transitioned, yeah. I was. She was like twelve, I think. She was saying it. She oh, was. Wow. She was like eighth grade was uh was sucked this year. I'm like, oh my god, I'm wow. old. Like, yeah. what's going on? Wow. Yeah, that show is phenomenal. It is. It is. And it just got renewed for a second season. Yes. Well, if you guys have made it this far in this episode, please open up your podcast app and rate us five stars. Y'all have been doing it pre... Hold on. Let me tell you how many reviews we got. All right. We have 68 ratings. We have an average score of five stars. Wow. That's slay. And we got all these nice reviews. Come through. I'm going to leave a review. Please do. Come on, boo. But yes, I really appreciate y'all. Y'all know we have gotten a lot of new listeners lately. And all of that is because of the reviews. You know, it it suggests us with similar podcasts. So I appreciate y'all. You're trying to... Multiple streams of income. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Throw that in there. Period. Throw that career in the circle. All right. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you so much, Brian, for coming. I really appreciate you guys. For having me, I had such a good time. Me too. Some people gonna hate us, but this is probably gonna be one of my favorite episodes. Who cares? No, I, it's definitely my favorite. <laughs> Who gonna hate you? Previous guest. Uh, we only had three to third, fourth guests. And that's on period. And yeah. that's on period, Pooh. Move around me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.